Hello and welcome to the Junto Fireside Chat Podcast, episode number four. This is your host for tonight, the Nightmare Fuel. The guys and I have a great discussion for you in this episode. We touch on how each of our weeks went by and lead right into our Junto question of the week. I asked the guys, what benefits have you lately received from any man or woman not present? After a great conversation, we talk about how to meet new people and breaking the ice with strangers. And I wrap it up by getting to know each of our inner nerds and some of our guilty pleasures. Without further ado, let's get into it. start I guess uh, my week was not optimal uh, I came back from my trip and had a good day off and then I got hit with something uh, some kind of stomach bug that just put me on my ass all week uh, uh, all day uh, Wednesday and then just grinding work and then finally today I got to hang out with you guys uh, we got some some fishing stream up uh that was that was that was nice we got kicked out early so that uh uh, that was good um yeah it was it was okay week i didn't really like not feeling good that i usually have a pretty good immune system and i usually what i eat doesn't doesn't come back to haunt me that bad but wow that was not fun uh, shout out to my roommate though. He went went out and got me uh, some Pepto Bismol, and that actually really helped a lot. <laughs> that helped a lot. <laughs> so that that was my week. It was pretty uneventful. Um, it was short, having not worked uh, two days of the week and or two and a half days of the week. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good good week. Uh, how about you, Beef? What's, how's your week? Shout out to Pepto Bismol. Sponsor. It's definitely a savior to us all. Uh, it's either that or uh, I'm an Alka-Seltzer guy. I've, uh, as I've gotten older, I have to. Alka-Seltzer is one of those things where you definitely don't want to drink that. You know, the, then the, the floaty, the the two tablets like come up in the water, and you're like, I'm about to drink these suds to death. Um, my week was uh, really good. Ended ended well, like uh, Nightmare had said. Uh, I've I got to learn uh, briefly from uh, uh, Gyo. Goichi, Goichi. I'm sorry. I'm G. sorry, G. I'm sorry, G. <laughs> um, got to learn. Uh, I haven't been fishing in God knows how long, and so being able to to watch him, uh, and you could see how much he was really dedicated to his craft. Um, that video will also be going up on uh, on YouTube for us later at at uh, Long Live Junto on YouTube, where you guys can kind of see how 
you know he preps for preps for uh, getting bait onto the uh, the fishing pole, and he can kind of go over that a little bit. But really good, really good information. It was really cool to watch him uh, get excited about his passion. Um, I think like a lot of the times as friends, it's like you you when you're when you do your own passion or you go out like whatever your passion may be. Like with coach, it's uh, weightlifting. With with me, it's usually hiking. But when you get to watch your own friend uh, do do their passion or, or a loved one do their own passion, and you watch the excitement in their eyes, uh, I think I think it was really cool. It was cool to watch them today. So um, as much as it was really hot out, and we had we sweated a lot, and there was a lot of stuff to carry, and it was very short lived, but uh, <laughs> ended well. Uh, work was work. Um, uh, I do I've, like I've talked about in the past. I do therapy and. Uh, it's been very productive towards like my mental health, especially during COVID and, uh, I'm very grateful for, uh, my therapy time. And then, um, got a lot of quality time with my wife. We watched the new, uh, Godzilla and Kong movie. Um, won't talk about that here, maybe later. Um, but I had some, I had some, uh, an interesting take on it. So, uh, what about Goichi? I'm gonna pass it off. Thank you. Uh, for me... I pretty much, my wife and I took a vacation. We actually ended up going to Vegas for about a week. And uh, it was mainly to visit friends, go out there and recharge our batteries. Um, and we, we got an offer where we could we, we got a free stay in the hotel. So it was nice. Um, can't complain when you get things for free. Uh, it was definitely good to recharge. It kind of made me realize that um, I probably need to take more of those type of vacations where I'm recharging my batteries because... Um, in the job that I'm in with sales, I your job just it never stops. So you definitely need to to balance things out and balance your priorities and and your stress. Because uh, I mean, what good to pe- are you to people when you're burned out or you're you know you're dead in the ground or you feel dead? Uh, so I think that's important, especially in these times of the pandemic, is is to kind of just uh, take a break from everything and just not have to worry or think about like what's what do you have to do tomorrow or the next day and i think that's kind of what i was running into with work is uh i was always stressed out about like the what's the next deal what's the next thing i got to do for clients and uh yeah it was nice to get away with the wife um gamble a little and not lose money for once so that was nice um uh and yeah and fishing today with the guys was really fun hope you guys enjoy that stream it was a really short like 30 minute stream um mainly just us talking about uh, rigging up your rods and stuff but hopefully we'll, we'll have more streams where um definitely we get into the weeds of just like setting up your rig even prepping it at home and then uh you know picking out a spot on a lake and and going fishing i think uh people people aren't about the journey when you first learn about fishing because there's a lot of tedious work you, that goes into it but for me it's kind of like a meditation of relaxing and just focusing on something versus focusing on what's going on on the outside world or all the negative things um especially when you get away in, in like the mountain areas and mammoth and you can get away from like most of the the busy uh hustle and bustle but yeah i think there's there's something to be said about fishing as far as like it being a stress reliever and, and taking your mind off of uh things that you shouldn't worry about at that moment um, so hopefully I can take you guys on that journey one day and, and just kind of show you why I have a passion for fishing and why I love it so much ever since I was a little kid. I mean, there's pictures of me as a baby pretty much where I can barely even hold a rod and I'm, ca- I'm casting in the middle of a, my grandpa's street in Laguna Niguel, um, because I'm trying to practice my accuracy on casting. So, um, yeah, I have a lot of passion and looking forward to, uh, meeting other people who have the same passion or even new people who want to take up, uh, 
you know, uh, fishing one day, either with your friends or kids. Um, it's, it's something great. It, I mean, and it, if you do it with people that you love and care about, it gives you that special time to just kind of reflect and, and chat it up or get drunk and, and hang out. So yeah, yeah. that was pretty much my week. So it was a great way to end the week with you guys here doing the podcast and then, uh, also, uh, going fishing today. So that was fun. Yeah. It's, it's good to, you know, explore each other's, uh, passions. Uh, coach, how was your week, bud? Uh, because of Easter coming up uh, Sunday, uh, the school gives off uh, Thursday, Friday, and then they get Monday off uh, starting next week. So uh, technically speaking, I only had like a three-day work week with that. Uh, I still did. I still went in and got some stuff done yesterday, um, but today was like my first like day off that I didn't really like do much. I um, just kind of took care took care of some other stuff. Um, yeah, I just kind of use, I'm like using the free time or trying to make as much free time. It's a little bit different now getting like this further into the semester, you start getting towards graduation and, uh, some, some things like become less a priority for some teams and stuff. So it's, you know, I feel like it gets a little bit easier for me as a coach. Mm. Um, but then I'm starting to prep for summer now. Um, and just trying to get like, make sure all my teams are taken care of for that stuff and getting that, getting those things in because obviously kids don't just hang around campus year round. So they're all going to go home and hopefully get some stuff done, um, you know, during the summer months before we come back for our fall semester. But uh, no, it's, uh, other than that, it's been pretty uneventful. This has been kind of a really relaxing week. Yeah, you had a uh, in terms of not a lot of stuff. Yeah, you had a successful stream earlier this week too. Uh, yeah, in, in, the, in the gym, you you made that you made it look like it was your own gym. We were actually talking about that uh, today. Oh really? Yeah, we were like, he made that look like it was his gym. It's his private gym where he just walks around, grabs weights. This is my stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, it, pay, it, pay, it does. It does pay to know where everything is. Uh, just knocked my own pair of glasses off there. So yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Because you you played that off so well, I didn't know if that was on your side. Like, I was like, is someone here that I don't know? <laughs> so, no. Yeah. You totally played Not that off that. so well. I'm running a little sweatshop back over here. The kids need to keep quiet. Yeah, so. well, you gotta get, well, you got to get some people to you know help you out with your streams and. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah, my production crew. My production crew over here is. Yeah. You have a production uh, crew. We just have me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, other than that, yeah, it's been pretty good. The stream was good. It was uh, it was nice to kind of get back in and do some like lifts for the stream. Um, you know, obviously the videos that we've been posting and stuff have been nice, um, and having those uh, done is a good thing, but. Um, yeah, kind of interacting again is, is like definitely a different animal. And it was fun to kind of get back on there and get that stream going again. Yeah, for sure. All right. So good week. Good week, everybody. Yeah. So we survived. We <laughs> definitely survived. So I'm going to move us towards our Junto question of the week. Uh, I've had it up uh, on the Trello board. I hope you guys have been able to take a look at it. Uh, but for our listeners, it is uh, our Junto question of the week is, what benefits have you lately received from any man or woman not present? And I think the easy answer for me would be my roommate. He went out of his way during the day while I was sick and went to the store and got me some Pepto-Bismol. And I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't stand up. It was like I was having, I don't know if it was cramps or gas, something in my 
intestines or whatever was just locking me up whenever I stood up or sit down I had to I had to be laying down and he was like what can I do to help like it was he got me Pepto um, he got me some ginger ale and he he really came through he really went out of the out of his way and I, I really appreciate it and um, yeah that, that's something that that's 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 really what uh, it really kind of like all right we're, we're, we're doing good here I really appreciated it, and it, it helped. It, 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 uh, by the end of the day, I was I was ready to. I, I worked the next day, and yeah, I still have I still have to have to take a take a dose every every once in a while. So when yeah, get, it really. When you get like uh, when you get those acts, like we when uh, especially when you're in a rut with somebody, mm-hmm. like you when you when you when you have a friend or a family member or any anyone like an, anyone that means someone within you, mm-hmm. is it good enough? Yeah, okay. you're good. Uh, I feel like when. Uh, you feel that unconditional because that's a very form of unconditional love you know yeah to show that especially from a friend um yeah it, it just makes, it just yeah. reaffirms it it's like yeah yeah especially when like you are in like not, not so even not so much a rut when you're like and not even so much butting heads it's it's when you're just maybe not seeing eye to eye but like they'll still go out of their way for you mm-hmm. it just like it just shows that there's something bigger behind whatever is going on at the time yeah so it yeah it it really, I really appreciated it, and yeah, that was big for me. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss it over to Goichi. Uh, how about oh, you? Uh, what benefits you lately received from any man not present? Or woman. woman? Or woman? Or woman? Yeah. Well, I think especially for this past week, uh, that award definitely goes out to my wife, who, uh, you know, she's my wingman, my partner, in crime, my best friend, and man, when you can mix all those things together in one person and marry them for. The rest of your life it's a it's a pretty good gig to have because um she's easy going i mean we got to we got to really go to vegas and just relax versus like go out try and see different things or or uh go out to multiple casinos it was more of like let's just have a you know a nice vacation relax eat some good food gamble here and there and also visit friends so we we're able to fit in all those different activities and uh I think it's just I appreciate that she's so easygoing, and then on top of that, she's like, she's just willing to do you know whatever whatever we're both interested in doing, and um, it's just it's simple, it's easy. I think uh, sometimes you know when we're in a relationship, it's it's difficult because um, two people can come together or they can have differences, and um, she makes life easy for me because I know I'm not the easy one in this relationship, um, so I can appreciate that and. Uh, also, she stayed up with me the entire time I was driving, so I, I can appreciate that. She had a quick power nap, but other than that, she she was by my side when I was getting tired and uh, kind of dozing off a little. But, uh, yeah, so definitely shout out to her. Oh, and I wanted to say one thing about the Pepnobismol thing. Anytime I think about that pink syrup in that bottle, as a kid growing up, I was always traumatized by it. Because first of all, when I tried it for the first time, it was not good, and I thought it would taste good because it's, it's pink and well, back in the day, Three Ninjas had the first movie of Three Ninjas. Um, oh, there's yeah, yeah. there's three guys yeah. that invade the house, right? Yeah. And they yeah. order they have the pizza there. They order like this big Coke, and the Coke was like tampered with, and so he had a stomachache from the kids tampering with his Coke. And then he bought, brought out the Pepno Biswell, and he just chugged it. I'm like, that, dude, not only did the pizza look good, not only did the X-Lax like, of Coke look good, but he actually made that Pepno Biswell look good. So as a kid, I was like, I'm they're always, I was down to try it. They were also stoners. Yeah. Yeah, like they were. Like, <laughs> they were all... And this was when I was a little yeah. kid, okay? So That's I just thought it all looked good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it traumatized me for life after that because I was like, 
he made it look so good on on the movie, but yeah. in reality, it's really bad. Rocky loves Emily. Yeah, Rocky so. loves Emily. I've and his jelly beans. I've, I've, yeah. never yeah. his, I've never seen his movie, so. Oh, is Dude, Three Ninjas yeah. is the best. Yeah, and Surf Ninjas. Yeah, Pepto. They they their marketing is. <laughs> they make it look delicious. And even the even the form of letters is like playful. Yeah, know? it's playful. It's, <laughs> might, might as well be Comic Sans, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, have, gen, gen. I have to say that I love Pepto Bismol for the record. I love the taste of it. You love the t- that peppermint? Yeah, I, 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 I do not. I don't know. There's there's something. Something. I could gulp the whole bottle mm. down if it was given to no. me. Oh, it's gaggy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that might be if you knew a segment. Also, <laughs> what do you like that's disgusting? But, uh, yeah, Jen, Jen's a Oh, darn it. Sorry. Your oh, wife's, it's okay. Your wife's, a good, your wife's a good woman, and uh, I've only had limited experience with her, but the way you talk about her, it's... She's... She's 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 a really good one and you, you gotta know. recognize them when you have a good one, man. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, beef. What do you got for us? Gentle question. Do you need to hear it again, or you want you? Yeah, it? if you can feed it to yeah, me one more yeah. time. Uh, what benefits have you lately received from any man or woman not present? Uh, so I I'd mentioned about therapy, like mm-hmm. my therapy. I you pay you pay a therapist, so I always like I've kind of felt conflicted saying this, but it doesn't say you couldn't have paid them. Yeah pay for a lot of services you know like <laughs> good or bad um that's for another stream yeah, yeah our last one remember? yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i will not continue down this road in order to <laughs> save face i guess um yeah so uh time with my therapist um uh, i've had i've gone to therapy throughout my life and different parts of my life and i've had many different therapists uh good and bad at times but uh this specific one that i'm at right now um, she's really been able to push a lot of areas that I've not been comfortable talking about. Mm-hmm. And it, th- these guys probably are like confused. We're well, not confused, but it's surprising because usually I can talk about almost everything. So mm-hmm. for her to even bring, to find that those, uh, those areas where it's troubling, um, where I'm almost like crying, uh, releasing like all this built up, uh, guilt or pressure that I've constantly felt for so long. Um, I think like is, uh, uh, something that like I, I almost dread to be honest with you, I, I dread going to it now because I'm like this is it's in the middle of a Thursday and I'm like man I don't want to do this um, but man how that benefits me is like I look at myself um, I've been looking at myself a lot and focusing on like that guilt and trying to you know with friends and family and everything and uh, the other part is just re- self-reflection of my negativity in my mind and uh, I just you know, whether it's her or any therapist, like, um, it's something that like our society, like, I feel like our society, not only we're, we've slowly been more accepting of that. Mm -hmm. And that's like for a good thing, you know, like the way our people handle this negative energy or, you know, no self love or love for others. Like, I think you look at how therapy can really help you. I mean, I think everyone needs to go to it because I think everybody, everybody's on cruise control a lot of the times and they don't realize like how that cruise control can is is kind of deterring them from being um a better version of themselves but uh but i have to say from benefit side like like i said i I hate going to it but it's almost like a a uncomfortable it's an uncomfortable feeling that ultimately puts me in a better spot of knowing myself and it's so funny to meet somebody that can get you to talk and then you find the truth out about yourself that you didn't know for 30 years of your life or, you know, or however old you are. I think that blows my mind every time I'm with her. I'm like, whoa, like you got me to talk about something I didn't in, in 30 years. I never knew about myself. And irony is maybe my friends and family knew or somebody else did, but, um, you know, shout out to therapy. And, and 
I guess uh, you know uh, Goichi mentioned earlier meditation with with fishing and and how hobbies are for some people. So like you know some people find it in that way. You got your own your own mental therapy in your own way. But uh, but in terms of benefiting, man, I'm I uh, shout out to my therapist. Uh, yeah, don't want to say her name, but they're they're professionals <clears throat> for a reason, and that's some, that's a big thing. It's, and you're and I feel like you're uh, uh, predisposed to really getting the most out of something like therapy because. Um, growing up you would be really into working out and working out your body and go, going through that pain and and but it, you'd know in the future it's, it's benefiting you mm-hmm. and that's that's basically what it is for your mind and and your and your soul yeah. so you're you're going through that pain and you're going through those memories and you're going through those experiences and she's she's leading you through that to help you become that better person mm-hmm. so that i feel like that's great like, i i love seeing your self-improvement and and just you recognizing I can improve here and I can go through that pain and make myself a better person. Like, I really love that you do that. And it, it, it makes me feel really good to, Thanks, man. to whenever you talk about it. Thanks. Um, you're just so welcome. Uh, coach, <laughs> you, I, I'm serious. You're, you're, you're really welcome. I, 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 I will never not give you, uh, my praise for self-improvement. Like yeah. that's, Thanks, you should get self, you should get praise for self-improvement because no one's perfect. If you go around, thinking you're perfect then you know you're going to treat everyone like you're probably going to treat everyone like crap and you know you're just going to ruin every relationship because they're the asshole they're the one that you know nothing's wrong with me it's it's their problem but the the ability to turn around and say i have a problem and i'm going to address it and i'm going to address it i think is is also a huge thing life would be boring if it was perfect too there would be no experiences yeah and but and like i've told you before but People say I have a problem and don't do anything about it. It takes a really strong person to, to be able to do something about it. Uh, Coach, how about you? Uh, I'm gonna read you the. Do you need me to read, read you the question one more time, or you, you got it? Come on, Slim Shady. No, but do I have, do I have to follow that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. Well, you want to end the stream right now? <laughs> yeah. What? Just like good night, everybody. Yeah. I'll what, see you next. Week. What benefits have you uh, lately received from any man or woman not present? Um. Before I go into that, I'll second what. What you said, Nightmare, and uh, I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate what the three of you guys have done for me, and what we can do for each other. So I always appreciate what we talk about, uh, like all that stuff, like improving ourselves, and like I, I mean, we've we've talked about stuff like the either the three of us, or the say the four of us together, or myself with one of you guys individually. Like we've all talked about stuff that we probably never, uh, I wouldn't dare talk about or wouldn't even think about talking about with anybody else. Um, with stuff that goes on. So I've always appreciated that part. Um, mine, I'm actually going to reach back a little bit in time for mine. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, recently is pretty subjective. So I'm going to take advantage of that because when you were born, <laughs> yeah. shout, out to, shout out to mom. Yeah. Sh- shout out to my dad. Cause he was there to take me to the fair and change my underwear. <laughs> uh, but it actually does go shout out to my dad. Um, because he, uh, he road tripped out with me to the Midwest here from California. And, uh, as I was like trying to get my bearings on one, uh, having been in a car with him for the, well, the two of us were in the car together for 15 plus hours, two days in a row. And we went across two time zones and then it was, uh, chilly and kind of almost like icy and snowy, uh, out here when we got here. Um, but I went to work for a few days when we first got here just to kind of like meet my boss. 
trying to get a lowdown on the school, sign some paperwork, get my picture taken, get my keys and all that other crap. And the man didn't have to do anything that he did, but he helped, uh, you know, prep my room when we got here, like cleaned a bunch of stuff, fixed something on the dryer, uh, was running to the store and getting things for me while I was at school all day. And he had like nothing to do except for like this stuff that he wanted to did a whole bunch of stuff for me that he didn't have to do. Um, but that's just the type of guy that he is. And I'm forever, forever grateful that, you know, that my dad is who he is. Um, because I think I got a lot of that from him. Like he and I both like to fix things and we would rather do it ourselves than call somebody if we don't have to. Um, and it shows definitely when we got to like packing for the, like to go camping and stuff, we would both, I think, look at each other and I would have in my mind, like, oh, we should do it this way. And he would have it in his mind, we're going to do it this way. And then we'd probably end up barking at each other and getting pissed or saying something. Yeah, how did that end up? But What's that? Yeah, how did that end up? Um, I mean, it ended up just being like, I don't know. We probably just like looked at each other. I, I think we, we would just yell like once or twice. And then I'd probably go, go in the house like to walk away say something to my mom and then walk back out there and just be like, okay, we're going to do it. Let's do it like this. And then we, I don't know, we'd end up just like, we both kind of like compromise and do something. Most sometimes, most of the time we just ended up doing it his way since it was his car anyway. But yeah, yeah, um, that sounds, that sounds like a dad. Yeah. yeah there we yeah, go. There but I definitely got that. I definitely got my like packing and my uh, restructuring abilities from him. Uh, after doing that for many years, I'm like, I fit Christmas packing or, yeah, Chris, yeah, Christmas, yeah, Christmas packing and wrapping. Yeah. Uh, I fit a whole bunch of crap in my little in my car that's not all that big. Uh, Becomes like heading Tetris, out here. right? What's that? It's like Tetris. Oh, it's it's yeah. for sure Tetris. Like yeah. I fit I fit like five dudes worth of crap in the back of my CRV, going to a, a, a bachelor <laughs> uh, a bachelor party for a day, and he I was just like I don't know how I put a bunch of beer and coolers and all this crap for five dudes in my car and then fit four to four other guys in my car it's a but no it should a shout out goes to my dad uh, my stuff goes to my dad because he um when <laughs> when we uh, when i went home for spring break and i was i was hanging out with you guys and we came back out here uh my dad was uh he kind of looked me dead in the eye and said goodbye to me at the airport and then slipped me a little bit of cashola so uh, yeah. that's a that's a little extra gift from uh, from him, but yeah, he uh, his acts of service definitely is something that like I received that I didn't deserve. So well, maybe you do deserve it. I think you deserve it. You deserve. I told him he didn't have to do it. The man waited till I went to work and dropped me off, and then went and did this shit anyway. So it's a good dad. He All is. Right, yeah. So we're gonna move on. That was that was a good segment right there. You know, due to a question. Uh, if you have your own, if you have an answer to that, definitely leave it in the comments or the in the stream chat. Uh, next segment I have for us, um, we're going to go Hear Me Out. Now, Hear Me Out is going to be a segment about bold predictions, bold statements, and we're going to explain it a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go uh, first again. I'm just going to introduce the segment. Um, I'm going sports. Uh, I think the Steelers are headed for a massive fall down into a ravine of losing <laughs> and a lot of a lot of fan bases um a lot of fan bases are kind of split you have the like blind faith fans that like every year is their year and then you have the fans that are like every every year sucks this this is terrible 
nothing good's gonna happen. I feel like as a fan, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty objective where I can be like, I think we're doing well. I think you know we can go to this point, but I think that in the next few years, the Steelers are just gonna uh, pretty much just start tanking. Uh, it's gonna start with Big Ben retiring. Uh, we're gonna be in the quarterback search. Our defense is gonna just it's gonna dissipate. They're gonna get old. They're gonna get expensive. We're not gonna be able to keep anybody. And the reason, so the reason I so the reason I think that is so, Ben Big Ben's retiring. We've got expensive contracts coming up. Uh, definitely the the division is getting just it's one of the I think it's one of the tougher divisions in in football AFC North. You got uh, uh, Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. He's 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 dynamic. They're always a threat to win. They've got a great defense that they're keeping together. Uh, the Browns obviously coming up. Baker's being being serviceable. He's not losing them games now. They've got a good coach and they have a really good defense. And the Bengals are also on the come up. They've got a new regime in there. They've got their they've got apparently their quarterback. He looked pretty good before he got injured. And presumably they're going to be either investing in the offensive line in the draft or they're going to a lot of people have them drafting that Kyle Pitts guy out of Florida who's like just He's, he's a he's a freak. Uh, I I don't know if you guys know about Kyle Pitts. He's like six five, uh, two two sixty I think, and he run he ran like a four four. Mm-hmm. He was like it was it was him it was Calvin Johnson and him and Clay, Chase Claypool are like the only players that have like been that size and ran that fast. So I feel like the divisions coming up, uh, our players are getting old, old and retiring and expensive, and I feel like we are destined for a grandiose fall from grace so that's that's mine do you guys have any do you have any uh i just want to say i concur oh (laughs) no i'm just kidding i'm glad Uh, we're on the same page i i think uh i don't know you know i don't know for our listeners if they're uh they're big steelers fans i'm not i'm not a steelers fan but uh i through uh nightmare i watch uh they're my afc team um based on kind of just my support for him and watching them win or them be successful. Uh, I think it's the they're re, uh, re, led by a great owner. And I know we stressed this with the, I think with every sports team, uh, maybe NBA is the only, I really want to say NBA is the only thing uh, um, where, because of what I feel like the players have too much control and where they go now. But for the other sports, That's I feel like point. real, really, and then this is including NHL, MLB and uh, NFL, NFL. Yeah. Where, um, you really are your owner. You have a really good owner with the Steelers, mm-hmm. and because of that ownership, they always put in the right people to make good, decent decisions to at least get you in. I mean, Mike Tomlin. I'll, I'll say it. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I mean, like that's. You, you, it, it doesn't matter how you know. And so I, I want to say as a response, like, it's so crazy that like I feel like the Steelers. You always feel like with Mike Tomlin, you always feel like, oh man, they're gonna kind of roll and eventually start losing. But then there's this resurgence, yeah. and and I feel like the ownership there's starts a, with that. There's a, there's a phrase for that that it's it, it and it's even a Steelers phrase. It's well, Steelers use the phrase. It's a we don't reload, we don't re- reload. rebuild, we reload. Reload, yeah. Because yeah. USC used to do that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a uh, it feels that way, but um, and this is another reason why I think that they're heading for um, heading for uh, a very big lull in uh, prominence is because our GM. Uh, is probably going to retire next year as well. He keeps signing one-year deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Colbert, he's 
he's a great evaluator of talent, but he hasn't got he hasn't gotten the quarterback right. Every time he wraps a quarterback, it's it's. I can't you can't say bust. Can you say bust on like a third round quarterback? It, yeah, it's he he doesn't work out. It, mm-hmm. It's just a backup. It, you're just doing <laughs> stop gaps between your between Big Ben. They're just putting Big Ben on a pedestal. Um, so unless we get the quarterback picked right in the first round, or we find some crazy value that no one saw coming, mm-hmm. and I think that I still th- I still think that um, there's going to be it's going to be a lot of years of third place in the AFC AFC North. Yeah, I definitely I would say I don't know if that is it hear me pretty well. Yeah, yeah, here's it. Yeah, I'd say I I, I see that. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, you guys are like you're always one that franchises that. I don't know. It just always feels like you... I mean, you look at historically how the Steelers have always been, even 90s, 80s, 70s. It's like they just... They know how to stay in the conversation of winning regardless. They're just relevant. Yeah, relevant's so good. And so it's like, you know... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I mean... That's mine. You want to roll... a whole take. Yeah, you want to roll right into yours uh, there, Beef? Yeah, so here we go. Mine's, here mine has... Uh, for for uh, anyone, so I'm going to take it to a different turn. Hopefully... It, I'm going to stay on the I'm on the fence the whole time here, but here's my bold statement, and it's a long sentence, maybe a run-on sentence as I keep going. Um, that was a run-on sentence. Yeah, I'm going to keep running on. <laughs> uh, so the my my I believe in the future, in the in the United States, there with corporate America, you are going to see a pattern, and it's already started, but I think it's going to be the way things are, where uh, people that side with more of the blue or the liberal side of thinking or a leftist side of thinking there will be companies that um pretty much you're going to only work for the idealism that you believe in and i think it's already kind of leading towards that but i think i think you're going to see it where people are going to align with the the corporate side of america because people always want to say corporate america is uh one way or another or it's it, it's more capitalistic and it's not true you're starting to see these two trends. So I think with, uh, you can even go as long as long, uh, as far as saying states will start aligning with, so people will, will essentially work and be, be what'll happen is, is during the, in, in the interview process, they'll even be asked what they're, where they side with. So you're going to start to see people where they, I, I really believe this is going to start happening. And I think it's a bold statement. That's kind of, I don't know if a, a statement, but it's a, a long, like I said, a long run on sentence. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of a uh, relevant, uh, recently because of what's going on in Georgia with the, the voting uh, the voting laws and how torn people are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, it was Delta, I think it was Delta Airlines, um, they voiced their, their displeasure with the new law in Georgia. And um, they, it's, it's definitely get woke, go broke because uh, the Georgia Democrat or uh, Republicans voted to revoke their, I think $75 million tax, tax break. Mm-hmm. So, Hopefully, hopefully, I hope that, that that doesn't come true where you have to state which side you're on because right now that is a protected, a protected thing is your, your political, mm-hmm. political views. So thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also like, like Coke, they, they also came out in, in, a, in was opposition of the law that the new voter ID law. And I think uh, they revoked their tax break too. And it's, it's just weird seeing the hypocrisy from these, these companies like, to get on an airplane with with Delta, you need to show ID, show who you are. To go to the shareholder meeting with Coca Cola, you need to show ID, show who you are. Like, you have to show ID just to, to do so many things. 
and but we don't want to see who's voting and who see who you say you are like i don't understand that but i think that's the relevant part of uh, the most the not relevant the current event part of what your bold statement was yeah i think did you have it did you have no, go ahead. Right. The, the only thing I would say I'd add to is uh, I'm actually, uh, the way it's going, uh, I'm supportive of the, not not necessarily that support from the conversation, but um, I'm actually supportive of that freedom of speech because I, I think for the longest time, for the longest time, I think it's always been uh, culturally, even traditional values, we've, it's like, oh, we should always, support, you know, support this and this. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, you can take mm-hmm. a stance and you can actually create an environment that supports that and i think i don't know if that's healthier um to have just the people that think the same way as you that's the that's kind of the devil's advocate but i do think that i think it if you know the organization you know what its mission's about and you know what they stand for it it really is freedom of choice if you want to work for it and i think if they if they want to they don't want to support you they don't want you as an employee coming in and causing a distraction because you believe in an opposing view I think I think there's a, I, if I looked at a machine, I would look at machines, regardless of what side it is. I think a machine will run a lot more efficient to, in terms of workspace because I think political values mm-hmm. necessarily don't apply to what you do in a day to day work yeah, if environment. It's, if yeah. it's dedicated to one, like but, that machine. But that machine, yeah. If you have a bunch of people that are think similar, you might be able to get them to work more efficiently together. And that's kind of how I see. It. I don't I don't know if there's any truth behind what I'm saying, but I I'm not necessarily totally against it. Um, I, and I hope it goes that way better than just where it's completely flipped onto one side where we're only accepting one side versus the other. That's that's mm-hmm. the only thing I would say is like oh, yeah. as long as we have both, I think I think there's a there's an art yeah. in that. I have one more current event actually regarding that is that uh, there was there was a gun store I think in Nevada that wouldn't sell to anyone that voted for Biden. And <laughs> it's, it's 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 like what 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 do you think of that? Do you think that they have the right to do that, or do you think they... They have the right to refuse service to anybody. Yeah, I think sure. uh, when you're talking about the Bill of Rights, uh, that's something... Oh, actually, you could argue that they're, what I was but saying... But they voted against speech, it. But they're, but they're denying... Yeah. Not freedom of speech is... But before den- what I said, you could argue against me and say that my free... Me, the whole, like, oh, corporate yeah. thing is against freedom of speech. If you don't yeah, allow... True. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... Well, uh, this is what we're doing. We're, yeah. we're hashing it out. Like, I think... I well, think, I was like uh, a... I think you know, I, I think uh, business, or I think go ahead, go ahead, coach. I think no, go ahead. I want, I want to hear your thing for a business science. Sign, yeah, I think as a business has a right to sell whoever they want to. It's a, it's mm-hmm. the right to the business to, to dictate who they want to sell to, mm-hmm. because again, that could hurt them. You know, taking that stance could hurt them completely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, what I'll say. But I'll I say think that. that's what we need in this country is people to take that stance yeah. to show them that like, hey, we're not going to be persuaded just because like it generates revenue. We're going to do what we think is right for the people and for us as a business. And I think that's why, like, it's important to keep private owners still going, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Coach, did you have something for I think, that? Yeah, I think, uh, actually, I was, I was pretty much going to say the exact same that Beef just said about, like, the businesses. Um, and obviously, he, like, he, Beef, like, I know you went, to, you did, like, marketing and, like, you took, like, more business classes in schools. Like, I just, I just studied anatomy and phys. Uh, so I don't know, like business ethics before and stuff you go, like that. Before you go, keep going. I want to say that that doesn't matter to anyone because there are people with that have made millions and billions of dollars and they didn't have one business degree. So I just want I want to say that your your voice is credible, and I want you to fly like a fly like a bird right but, now. In this college <laughs> dropout right here. Yeah. 
I'm so ready. Because the cool thing about <laughs> this is it doesn't matter what degree you have. It doesn't matter. It, that's a that's a piece of toilet paper. You know, essentially, yeah. like, yeah. He, hard, life, hard knocks will teach you life. So um, I just want to note that. So that's important for you. So your knowledge is power and your research is power. Yeah. So whatever you think is important. Asian parents are going, not always uh, right. <laughs> my, uh, the, the one, I guess the one thing I thought about was, like, strictly from, like, the um, – from like the aspect of like like business practices or like business, I don't know. I don't know if you like you ever took anything like in business law or like rules and regulations or anything, but like definitely like I, I I'm not like up to code or on stuff other than the fact to know that like a lot of businesses have signs that are posted somewhere, like generally right to refuse service to anybody. Which nowadays you see a I think you see a lot less of like, um, I mean if you really want to take it back to like. Ask. <laughs> yeah well okay so that's actually something that's pretty ap applicable here right now because mm -hmm. for me being in the midwest like i'm in iowa like there is so many less restrictions slash places that are independently owned out here versus corporate mm -hmm. um and i noticed it back in california before i left was um and it's still that way a lot of corporate places they have to adhere by a certain set of rules because if one store gets caught it's not just that location yeah. it's the entire company that gets screwed over mm -hmm. whereas you know joe blow that owns his own bar basically makes his own rules like there's plenty of bars in in california during the the height of all of this um when it first started that were like basically operating as a speakeasies and like people were still coming in mm -hmm. And, like, I've heard stories from people that are like, oh, well, like, we literally just came to drink. And then when people would come get takeout from them, we just had to pick up a rag and put a mask on and act like we were cleaning the place. <laughs> and then as soon as that yeah. person left with, like, their pizza or their Chinese takeout or whatever the hell they got, they're like, oh, screw it. They just, like, pulled their bar stool back up and sat at the bar and, like, drank <laughs> as regulars. Um, so yeah. it's like it is, I, think, I mean, everyone, they have a right to f refuse service to anybody. Um unfortunately i think it is in the day and age where it's like the gun store is probably going to be able to get away with it because everyone that voted for trump or is, even if he everyone that's a conservative and voted for trump is going to be like hell yeah i'm going to go to that place because they're really sticking it to all the biden supporters and because it's like you voted for him this is what you get the rambling old man thing and they're going to like support that business just like if there was a business whether it's corporate or not that said we're going to try and limit uh our stuff to like Trump supporters, there's going to be a whole bunch of people that hate Trump. They'll be like, well, I'm going to give them my business because they are socialist left, whatever you want to say. They're anti-Trump, like all this stuff. So they're going to go to that business. Um, I think it's one of those things though, where it's very, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm kind of torn as well too, because like there's a part of me that says like for in the workplace, when you're applying for a job um, or if you're, going to use the products of a certain business. It's like, I'd rather get a good quality product from somewhere. Um, you know, like maybe even if I go to a company that is like more democratic supporting or is more conservative supporting, you know, depending on which way you sway, mm -hmm. then it's like, I'd rather go someplace where I'm going to get a good product or like, you know, if it's a family friend and helping their business out or something like that. Um, there's some things that I kind of, I personally take into consideration and outweigh a little bit more than whole political affiliation. Now I know there's going to be a lot of people that don't think about those things and strictly just go on political affiliation. I mean, um, you look at some things like 
people getting fired, like uh, the whole Gina Carano thing from Disney Plus. Like she's an outspoken conservative. They got fired and got picked up by uh, the Daily Wire to do produ- production and uh, writing for their. They're like starting a whole like cinema segment of their uh, business plan. So like she's like writing and directing shows and like a movie now. So and see how that that's what happens is uh, that's actually because of the freedom of choice. Like people at first I was like so against like the whole like the form of cancel culture but now what it's going to do is create an equilibrium where people on the other side will start to build different industries or or rise and it will rise to that occasion because eventually if you start business is business regardless of and so if you start cutting out your your customers your customers are going to go elsewhere right Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so like uh you'll eventually find those quality products to go back to your point of or you know that favoritism and uh yeah, I used to be so against like the the can like the whole cancel thing, and then, but then I, ironically, cancel culture is a it's a form of freedom of choice. So it's like, it's this paradox in my mind. Like, your your choice is you're making a choice to not support that and vocalize that in freedom of speech. Ironically, right? So it's like it's working against itself. Like it's it's such an interesting uh, to me. It's a paradox uh, where like the First Amendment. It is the first amendment to be part of the cancel culture. It really is. Like we you know what I mean? They're they have just as much of a right to cancel us out, you know, as long as it's not uh infringing on our, our rights or, you know, our privacy or, or you know mm-hmm. you know, anything that's their God related. So I, I always feel mm-hmm. like uh so it's but to to go to that Gina, like to your point, um, coach, like I feel like that's what's cool about it. It's like because all that's happening, you're going to get the rise of something else, you know, to it. And I think that's kind of a cool thing. It makes the world like we're, it's going to make the United States, like going on the bold statement, it's going to make the United States a very interesting place yeah, to live in. Definitely the next very, by, uh, what is it? Um, was it by, by, bipedal? No, not bipedal. That's a, that's a bigger word than I know. Yeah. It's, it, means you, it means you walk on two feet. Uh, we got a, we have a, a commenter here on Twitch, uh, conqueror of many, uh, Thank we, you for the follow, by the way. Yeah, we didn't mention that. Yeah, uh, we. Uh, I'm gonna give you a nice rundown of our our, our names, monikers. Uh, I'm going by Nightmare Fuel, uh, right there. Nightmare. Uh, I'm kind of. I'm one of the gamers of the group. Uh, that's uh, pretty much what I'm. I'm bringing. I'm, I'm producing. Uh, producing the uh, podcast on the back end here. Uh, across from me is uh, Beef. Beef's my one of my uh, oldest best friends. Uh, high school with this guy. Uh, to my right, we got Goichi. Uh, met him through my buddy Beef. Uh, good guy. Trust and now him. You're my oh yeah. Best friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much hearts. And uh, on the bottom screen here, we have Coach. Uh, just capping it off with that sultry voice that you yeah. love so much, Conqueror. Um, Thanks for joining the podcast. That- uh, we'll definitely be updating our TikTok, like you said. Uh, that's uh, that's beefs. That's beefs forte. Yeah, he's I think he's going to do the Bugs Bunny challenge soon. I think is what beef said. Right? <laughs> What's the Bugs Bunny challenge? What is that? Wait, wait. You know what it is? <laughs> no. No. Okay, wait. There's some I, a trend I don't know about. What is it? What is this? Uh, hey, go, I think go go I think Coach should. Uh, I think Coach should do it. I know right exactly now. what you're talking about. I think Coach he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Coach should show it on our. 
Yeah. 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 Coach that. showed it. Oh my Coach, god. Tell, tell I us mean, what is the bug button, up, brother? Angle that camera, baby. Let's go. I mean, hey, if I if I showed it, I'd put a lot of girls out of business in their only fans. Okay, so let's be honest here. Wait, what is this challenge? It's uh, so basically what it is. It's uh, oh, I don't. I think it's a song. I think it's from a song. It's like song, a yeah. like a rap song or something. But basically, a girl starts like laying on her stomach, or yeah. she positions the phone to where you basically see her head, but her butt is like hidden behind her head, and her so feet are like face. making like bunny ears, like moving oh, okay. behind her head, so that it looks like Bugs Bunny. And then basically, she either like scrunches her legs up or like just changes the position of the phone to where you see like her ass in like lingerie or some kind of underwear. And yeah. basically, it's like behind her. Yeah, it's def- like you're definitely coach is an expert on <laughs> <Yeah>. this subject. <laughs> yeah. Subject, yeah. I mean, well, there is I form in it. There is form in it. I mean, if you talk to yoga teachers and stuff, you know, I mean, yeah. there is form. Yeah, in yeah there's it. an art to that. There is. Yeah, so it's you got to money back, you know, and yeah. so have a great ass on top of that. Because so, I mean, if you don't have an ass, yeah. so coach is, no coach is going to be sending you that that MP4. Yeah, we're gonna have to put a mature content warning on that for sure. We're also gonna have to put a disclaimer that I'm not responsible for anyone's like getting sick yeah. or, or like, or like <laughs> involuntary throwing their yeah. phone at the wall. Maybe, hey, maybe we'll put a we'll put our spot of Pepto Bismol in right yeah. before they watch the video. <laughs> oh man! All right, so thanks for thanks for the questions, Conker. Uh, we're gonna go to Goichi with his uh, his bold statement, his "Hear oh, me gosh. out, hear me out." Bro. I I don't have that good. Well, going back to what you guys saying, I think uh, the biggest picture I see out of all of this is uh, I just hope uh, that one day you know people can just come together versus like you know you follow this this side of politics or that side or you're this race that race this color that color you believe in this god that god i think that's all fucking bullshit i'm sorry for my french but i think at the end of the day we're all human beings to each his own and everyone should respect that with everybody and i think it you shouldn't be you know you shouldn't lose a job based on what your beliefs are you're give you're you have that right to believe in whatever you believe if people judge you they judge you but when it comes to like your you know whatever money you're bringing in for your home your family and you know your company's judging you for that i agree like i feel like those companies should be out of business eventually you know because like if you have that kind of thought process and and environment in a workplace like i can't imagine how toxic that is like of course like each like everyone has their own opinions on what's going on in the world today but at the end of the day we all want we all technically want what's best for ourselves our future our kids Mm -hmm. and that's what we have to look at is the big picture because the more we keep dividing ourselves the more we're just going to create this animosity towards each other and division and i mean there is power in numbers and it doesn't matter what race color form of person you are if you if we can all come together as one no one's going to stop us at the end of the day and I think once people can realize that on a on a worldwide scale, it's going to be a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it definitely starts with the Internet. I think the Internet has given us the information, the power to, to receive information at the palm of our hand. I mean, Elon Musk talks about it all the time of how we've evolved so quickly. Um, and I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. It's going to be a rocky road at the beginning, but we'll get there eventually. And I think it's just going to be the power of the people, honestly. For so sure. For sure. Um, about evolving yeah. too quickly, like, that's, that's one of the cool, like, I've got like one of these cool little facts is that we've evolved so quickly like our heads got so big mm-hmm. that we have like childbirth is an issue for us like that's yeah. why it's such an issue because we've evolved so fast you know and our intellect like just shot through the roof and yeah. we that's why we're we're born so prematurely 
because that's the last moment where our heads can fit through the birth canal. Mm. Normally, like other other mammals, uh, their their young can usually do a lot of the adult mm. kind of stuff. So C sections like, like, are higher now because of that, or no? Are they, are they increased because of that? I'm or? sure. I'm sure they have, but but like uh, childbirth it shouldn't be as painful for the mother as it is. It's because our heads got so big, and we're coming That's out. We're, we're coming out sooner than we should. That's, That's why our babies are like so helpless. It's because we have to get the get the late the women have to get them out of their bodies. That's a pretty bold statement, if you ask me. No, that that's scientifically that, that's true. Science? That's science. Oh man. It, well, it's definitely no, not it's the white. If Asian babies have big heads, they're a lot smarter. Because I have a big freaking head, and trust me, I didn't get any of those Asian genes. Uh, Hard knocks, that. baby. Uh, yeah, coach, what what do you got for us? Give me give me something. Special. Um, something not as spicy um, as women need to get babies out of themselves yeah uh so mine's actually mine actually goes back to a topic that you started with uh with the whole sports thing um we uh after after one we're you know we're on day two or at day two of the baseball season uh so my bold prediction who is we for you who is we for you say it society yeah the the angels and the angels the, the, because the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is a bullshit name. Wait, what? Um, That's a thing. So, yeah. It's been for like that for uh, years, I think. LA <laughs> Angels, yeah, but not LA Anaheim Angels. They're LA Angels. We're one to know. Yeah. We're one to know. So we're going. We're going to the World Series yeah? this year. That's my bold statement. One to know. Top of the top of the AL West. Yeah, we're on. We're on pace to be undefeated on the season. So we're going to the World Series. Stupid Dodgers lost to the Rockies. I do think the they, Angels. Angels finally have a rotation they can start being proud of. That's also I I think that's why the Angels have. It's been so long since they've had at least like anything in but the rotation. Yeah. You but know? their mound is like it's exciting. Uh, I'll say that their mound is cursed. Their mound. Oh, is, dude, I've, our heard mound, this. Like, I've heard this. Yeah, our mound has got like someone's like some Indian bones buried below. <laughs> like we injured someone's gods. Anaheim altogether, because I'll tell you. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks aren't having much luck either, man. I think yeah, it's Joe Boo. Yeah. We Joe yeah, Boo put Joe a curse Joe on him. Yeah. Get him some rum. Don't drink that Joe Boo's rum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Are you saying Jesus Christ? Was your bold statement really? You're going to win the World Series? Is that it? Yeah. No, that's oh my, my bold statement. Oh my Lord, we're this. We will say that is way too bold. This season, yeah. you need to where they're in last place again, <laughs> behind the Astros. Yeah. Now you watch baseball, yeah. but good luck, buddy. We'll just we'll just watch. We'll just put it up on the TV of you just saying that. Yeah, <laughs> that honestly is a TikTok video on its own. Just oh like, hey, mark my words. If it happen, if this oh, happens, wait, 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 Where's a pen? Where's a pen? I'm marking these words. If this if they go to the World Series this year. I think we should send Coach to the World Series for a game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> At that point, we're, we're all going with you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you put that, if you put that, uh, that uh, ticket down in Vegas, the, the, <laughs> a, the Angels will go to the World Series. You could probably uh, pay hey, for it. Plus 4,000 odds. I might actually make a bet on that. Yeah. We are going to move right along to our next segment. Um, I have always wanted to really hear Beef's take on this. Um, Beef, uh, I'm going to say, what is the uh, best way to have a conversation with a stranger and just icebreakers? Mm. I've noticed that you are very easily to talk to a new person you'll see, you ever see on a hike, at a ball game, 
I just I, I kind of admire just like how you can just go into t- having a conversation with someone and uh, yeah I want to talk I want to I want to know about that like give us give us what what you think. Uh, so we're talking just it could be a per, like yeah. uh, it's not to hit on right no, just to clarify okay, okay, okay so this is just to talk maybe to people in your world yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, on, you're on a bus you're you're on a hike you're, it's just this person that's a part of your life for the next 15 minutes mm. I think uh, a lot of it I'll, I'll contribute to my dad's um, ability he as my father was always like that with uh, um, I think, like, growing up as the way – I'll say kind of where it comes from and then, like, how, how I approach it. But a lot of it's from my father, and I'd watch him. Um, he was always good at, like, uh, making people – you you know, a person's not talking or kind of, like, alone, alone out there. He'd always be good at talking to them and, and drawing up <coughs> conversations. And uh, a lot of it is, like, this way of being vulnerable uh, in a way where you're able to kind of, like, talk about yourself off the bat – um, but for me, when I was growing up, I was always, I always felt like the oddball out. I think a lot of us in our group felt that way, mm-hmm. uh, through high school, grade school. I never felt, I always felt like a black sheep, um, in everything I did, like even in sports, like I always felt like I was that there's something weird about me. And, um, and uh, I want to bring that all up because why that matters to when I approach talking to people is that I feel like a lot of the times people, you genuinely just want to belong to one another. So like, you know, if we're, if you're seeing, if that's everybody's like, I think goal is like, you know, they want to be part of something. And, um, you know, I, I look at sports or I look at things that you always want to be included or get that mm-hmm. feeling, whether you really admit or not. I think that's why most people kind of go the direction of falling in line or, or agreeing with others yeah. is because they just want to feel like they're part of something. So, so why that's important for me is when I was growing up, I'd feel alone and I hated that feeling when like, people didn't want to talk to me or you know make me feel special Mm -hmm. and so when i see people walking or they're by themselves or um it's one of those things where you're i feel like when i'm connecting with them i feel like in that moment i'm whether i'm making their day or i'm I'm, they actually feel like that randomness Mm -hmm. could actually have an impact in the into their you know into their happiness in a way where they feel included. So, so that, why that, that's kind of the way I, I think when I'm talking to people, mm-hmm. cause I think that's a big thing is before I even ice break, it's more about that's my motive. And I think that's a really bigger thing is every time I talk to a stranger, I talk to them and sometimes it reflect, it sucks for my friends and family cause it impacts, cause I don't give them that time and my you know, you can kind of, so how I ice break or why, I, uh, or how I take that approach is, and Garrett's really good at doing stuff like this too. Is is it's just simple. It's like you know, you start with how you're doing, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, most people will tell you fine, or they won't tell you anything. They'll say okay or good or whatever. It's always the same answer, <clears throat> but it's really like if uh, for me, if you're able to stop and um, you observe them, I mean, if you're we're at a social event, we're hiking. It's it's easy. It's like, hey, how's the hike been yeah. for you? If it's if you're at a hockey, if Garrett and I were at hockey, it's like he, you know, you talk about he <laughs> yeah. talked to the, a person about being a Ducks fan. If if Spencer and I, if we were at a baseball game, you know, uh, oh, I realize this in names. It's okay. Um, yeah. If Coach and I were at a at a baseball game, it'd be the same thing. So I think for me, it's relating, and then eventually they say an answer. And I think a big thing, and I want to bring this to my dad because he actually talked to me recently about this, very recent, where. I try to listen to what the person says mm-hmm. and then keep going. And I think that breaks the ice. So it's a lot of how you doing, they respond. And then it's like, you know, how, uh, 
if what if we're in a different we're in a hike or whatever it's like hi how how's the hike like you know tell me about how you felt about it and then from there it's like you you start responding and it's like hey have you ever done any other hikes and if you keep asking people i think the best icebreaker is people if you can get a person i think people a lot of people for the most part will stay quiet and they won't say anything Mm -hmm. but if you can keep asking them questions I don't know what makes them feel more uncomfortable is they them not answering it mm-hmm. and then so they just feel compelled and eventually after a while they'll talk and and like it, that doesn't work on everyone i mean i've had a lot of swing and misses where people don't yeah i always feel yeah. so like i ask i always feel like i ask i'll try and ask questions and then like they never go anywhere with the conversation mm. and i always feel guilty like or like i failed with the conversation because i'm just like inundating them with questions um do you have any like go tos that almost always create some sort of conversation? Uh, well, I'll say yeah. I actually do per- want to know because you're also you know well a good staying on beef. I, w- I wanted to say something from my past experience. Like when we went to a hockey game one time, uh, we ate food and then he wanted a dessert after. I'm not a sweets guy; I'm more savory. But he ended up getting, like, uh, a cookie dough pizza, pretty much, with all, like, the toppings on it, all the sweet toppings. And I think he had, like, one slice, maybe. Oh, yeah. And you were, he was full. Yeah. And then as soon as he was full, he pretty much asked everyone around us if anyone wanted it. And that's the thing that's unique about him is, like, I was just raised differently in a culture, like, than, than him as far as, like, I'm a bit more conservative when it comes to, like, sharing food or offering things out to people openly. I, I'm free-spirited in talking, but when he – I think that's the unique and great thing about Beef is, like, he has no fear, and in a sense, he has no shame. Like, he doesn't care what others think about him. So he's, if he feels like he has, you know, a, a free cookie dough pizza, in his eyes, he's like – you know, I would want someone to offer me that because I would totally take them up on that offer. So he did. And, you know, the first guys that were next to us shut him down. But then there was, like, a couple next to us. They totally took him up on his offer. And then, like, we had a great time. Like, we watched the game somewhat, but we had more. I think I had a better experience and time with him because of the people around us that were engaged and just having a good time. And then we are talking hockey. We were talking about the food. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing, too, is, like, he doesn't have that fear to be judged. He just is who he is. And that's that's really what I love about Beef is like he just he he understands what he needs to work on as well. But at the same time, he doesn't let that hold him back from like who he just wants to be organically. And I think that's what makes people special is like when you don't let other people um, stereotype or try and judge you for who you are, just be who you are and you surround yourself around people who accept you for that. And if you can do that with a woman, I mean, or a man, whatever, you can you can make it a long way in that relationship. If they can just accept you for who you are, and every no one's perfect, you know, and that's all about compromise and communication. But for me, like approaching people and having conversations, um, I really feed off of energy and positivity, and I think that's what gravitates people to just talk to me openly. When we're at Vegas, I had people engage with me, uh, especially when I'm at a poker table. I'm playing Texas Hold'em. Um, I like chatting it up. I laugh at everything. I I don't think probably everything's funny, but I think that's just my natural um, reaction to some things is to laugh. Mm -hmm. And uh, it opens people up. Like if some guy across the table said like a real horrible joke to me, but I still laughed at it, it opens him up to think like maybe I am funny and I can keep talking to this guy. So, and I am a true believer in uh, 
in trying to approach the i don't do this all the time i'm always going to be working on this but i try and approach every person good or bad and look at their life as if maybe this day and the this moment right now they're going through the worst time of their fucking life right now where like a loved one passed away or they just lost their job in their home and they're just going through something and if i can always apply that perspective to each person that comes across me good or bad negative or positive um i usually have a good outcome from it even if they're pissed off still or it's a negative experience i know at the end of the day like i tried my best to to hang out with that person and have a good conversation but if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be um and i don't need that person in my life or in my circle but i tried you know Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's pretty much it for me like i just i try and be open and a lot of times when i'm engaging with my wife in public spaces i think people can see that energy of like i'm just kind of like I get excited over stupid stuff all the time. Like if we had box opening uh, streams, like, and you guys surprise me with whatever, I, and it's something cool, I would get excited and I would apply, I would try using it, I would talk about it. Um, so I think that excitement gets other people excited. I've been in lines for Chinese food and out of everyone in the line, lady come, walks up to me and says, how do you think this place is compared to, it was Twin Dragon by the way, and she said, how do you think this place compares to Panda Express? And I went through like this whole tutorial with her of the difference of pros and cons and why I think, you know, maybe this one's better than the other. And uh, it was funny because the whole crowd started laughing at me in the line. But they, they loved it because I was just honest. And I was just open with this lady. And uh, yeah, man, that's making me reflect on the pandemic and how much I miss like people interaction and just like. You know, I may not meet them, I may not see them ever in my life again, but to have that one experience, I still talk about it today, you know, so, um, that's yeah. Why, that's why I picked that topic. It's, yeah, it's a great topic, along man. The, along those lines. So I'll pass it back to Beef here. Yeah, I was going to add to, because uh, that's actually one thing about him that I admire a lot, and my, I'm going to say my dad too, is their ability to smile and laugh, and, and uh, the the people that they pull in typically are laughing and having a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think most people, when they see me, they're like, God, this guy is... Um, like I gravitate to people that are a lot more passive or quiet and I, uh, I don't know why that is. I think a lot of times maybe when I'm like that, I feel like I'm, there's an awkwardness. And so, um, you had said, you feel like you ask questions. I'm going to answer that. You ask questions about, and I think that's a really good trait because that's something I long for is not only to make people feel, cause G just said it about getting someone to laugh. And like when you get or I'm sorry, no, sorry, you get laughing at somebody's joke mm-hmm. and that feeling of like making feel that person feels like they belong to something, you know, yeah. they were able to connect. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're really longing for is like every time you talk to someone, that's kind of the goal is like, how can you connect to them? Yeah. You know, and it's like some people have walls, like higher, way higher walls and you have to break through those a lot quicker uh-huh. uh, or they're a lot more difficult to break through. And I think for me, I see, I see that in a lot of people. Um and when I see those all, uh, I always think like just joking or like being weird mm-hmm. is a form of uh, being vulnerable where when people are just like, oh my God, this guy's so weird. It's like to be that way. I always look at like people like Jim Carrey and, and Chris mm-hmm. Farley. And when you're, we obviously can't be that extreme in a movie, mm-hmm. but if you could be a little bit weird enough where you show that people will sit there and they're like, whoa, like they're, they let their guard, that wall yeah. down, you just know? And that's, that's it. Like the relatability. Yeah, and uh, but to answer, I want to answer that though. Oh, yeah. If if uh, because I think the big thing about you said, I you said I asked a question and then it's like doesn't really go anywhere. I think you you just dictate where it goes, because I think like you know 
I've had a ton of people off the bat like reject me, you know, because they're they don't want to be vulnerable, they don't want to talk, mm-hmm. and then I, I kind of get that message all lay off, or I just kind of push on it a little bit and already make light of it, their response, or like thereof, the like or like thereof, and 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 so it's like I think a lot of it for you though, my suggestion or to anyone that if you're trying to create something out of nothing is your expectations are too high of yourself and that person. Uh, you're expecting something and that's never a good case. Like you're never going to be, I don't really true. expect anything. Like I just kind of like, it's either going to be good or it's going to be bad. And if it's bad, it's like, I, I don't, yeah. 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 And sometimes I'll be like, F you. I don't, I don't <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, screw it's you. Never, like, yeah. It's never always going to be a, like a good experience. Yeah. yeah. Spencer, <laughs> do you have, do you have any coach. input coach? Excuse me. Do you have any input? Um, any? Yeah, no, I think, um, I don't know. I've, I, I think I have an interesting uh, take on it because, um, I've actually had some conversations about stuff like this with athletes before. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was when I started my grad assistantship, um, I I knew I knew a bunch of athletes because I'd already been interning there for about two a little over two years. Um, but the new athletes, like when I watch people train and like do stuff, um, it was uh, it was like one of those things where they, they, everyone thought it was mad all the time. Um, just because I was like looking at them or something like that. Um, they always said like, Hey, you just have like a very serious look and you like, you just look mad. Um, but like, I'd always, I don't know. I've always, I tried to like pick something out from somebody. Like I tried to like observe people. Uh, I think like people watching at Disneyland is probably one of my favorite hobbies. Um, <laughs> Sounds fun. Uh, especially when you get to, especially when it gets to the time where people start like hanging out for like the parades and the fireworks because, everyone just starts jostling for like the same benches and like the same space to sit. And like, it, it's so frustrating, but at the same time, it's like very interesting because you pick up on like social anxiety or social awareness of some people or the lack thereof in others. Definitely and I think like having like that, having that ability to like read people and like pick something out from their behavior or like something that they have with them is something that like I try to do. Um, like when I find new athletes or something like that, or if I meet new people, um, especially being when I was like being back home, we'd have a lot of local athletes. And I always tried to have like a fair knowledge of all the surrounding high schools and their programs and kind of know some stuff. So like being able to pick something that was important to that person or that was like relevant to that person always like seemed to help me with like an icebreaker. Um, I really, my mom is like really, really good at that. Um, I've seen her many a times. She's just very social and can talk about just about damn near anything. But I've seen her many times talk to somebody she's never met before. And she literally just like brings something up and like almost like forces that person to like talk to her because like of the way that she approaches them. Like they can't just like get away with like not talking. Like they start engaging with her and she like basically kind of like reels them in to like a conversation and gets them involved. And then. You know, I think um, I think that is a very valid point that people want to be a part of something. Yeah. Um, so I think like Beef and G, you guys both like said that stuff. But it's like every people want to be a part of stuff. So like when you find someone that's not like to be able to bring them in and like include them in something or have them get them talking and opening up about themselves is like a huge thing. Um, and I think it's I think a lot of it, um, at least from my side, is just kind of like reading that person's body language and then just trying to. So go out on limb like those, those people aren't going to go out on limb usually to like do yeah. something so like they need like an olive branch like reached out to them yep. uh, which that's fine because then there's people um that literally 
reach out multiple olive branches to everybody else. Like, you know, they, they make it up. They, they It's made up somewhere else. There's someone who's oversharing and there's people who undershare. Um, so I think uh, for me, it's just body language and trying to pick something. Like if I see a person with like um, a TS Sports like uh, jersey or sweatshirt on or um, – one thing, like when I went to off-road races and stuff, I've uh, at the I, when I was working at the restaurant, uh, I had a mask on that was from the off-road races, and so like I was I wore that on purpose for like the population that we had at the restaurant. We get a lot of people that like to go off-roading, so like it was a good conversation starter for me because like I would wear it and I'd walk up to a table and people were like, "Oh shit!" Like you were at the races and this and that. I'd be like, "Hell yeah, I was at the races," and then we just like turn into a 10 minute conversation about stuff. And all of a sudden I like the next hour and a half, two hours, how long that table was there? Like those people were like the most laid back, very open talking, like understanding if anything went wrong. People it's just a much better experience for myself all because like yeah. I was able to pick something that was kind of common. Yeah. So I think, uh, G did you have yeah, something, you something to, to add to that? Yeah, yeah, Cause definitely. I totally forgot. Like, Coach made a great point about body language because especially in sales, that's what it's all about. But I think the other thing too is like eye contact. Like for today, for example, right? When we were out fishing uh, and streaming, there's two gentlemen that were uh, walking past us. And I noticed that they didn't walk around us. They kind of walked in between us um, as we were fishing from the shoreline and we had our bait and tackle on the bench. They walked in between us. So what I did is I turned around, made, made eye contact with one of them, and I realized, okay, that's my chance to at least ask him how fishing was. And it turned into this com- quick conversation, right? But the guy actually went out of his way to tell us, like, they didn't catch any fish, but he thought maybe the fishing was better on the other side of the lake because people were catching fish there. I wouldn't have gotten any of that knowledge or information had I not just made eye contact and made a quick conversation with the guy. And honestly, the guy did not look – I mean this is why you never judge a book by its cover. It's because he didn't look like someone you would approach and just ask like, oh, how was fishing today? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and especially if I didn't see him in, in – uh, if I saw him out in public on the streets, like – Obviously, I wouldn't approach him and ask him something like that, right? But the scene, the setting, mm-hmm. um, where we are, and the you know time, I, and time and day, and making the eye contact is huge. Um, but like what Coach was saying too, uh, you know, last week we we're at my wife and I were at Costco, and I was wearing an Anaheim Ducks hat, and then I saw another younger lady with her husband wearing an Anaheim Ducks sweater, and we were passing by in the aisle of Costco. I was like, hey, I like your sweater. And then she started laughing. She's like, oh, thanks. And then she realized I had the hat. She's like, I like your hat. And then we stopped and had like a 15-minute conversation about the Ducks, at hockey, Costco. at Costco. Oh, Jesus. At, and yeah. we're just, we're just hanging Saturday, out. Sunday? Uh, it's probably on like a Friday maybe. Oh, okay. So like yeah. nighttime? Uh, no, mid-afternoon. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's a little bit more chill. Yeah. But uh, it was just – it was. It was kind of war zone. Tip. To Costco shoppers shop on the outside yes, of the aisles dude. versus in the middle, the outside, please. You say, yeah. Okay, that's uh, how you lanes. save yourself. Yeah. Should be lanes. You go. It's There's like going no to once yeah. you go to the meat section. You, I mean, you're there and you're like, I gotta get, I gotta wedge through this. Give me room. Yeah. Or you bait people and you follow like someone who's close, opening the gaps for you, like a, or, a big burly dude or something. You know? I, I love going to like the salad or milk area where they're in the rooms and you're just like, I've got, <laughs> I've got like ten seconds or there's a bunch of people. coming You know what in I here. do? I hide in a corner because usually my wife is picking the veggies or whatever. I'll hide in that cooler and pick a corner that i think yeah. no one's going to go to like no one's going to pick these apricots Asperger's. or whatever oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's so my local. thing is uh I, and i think people should embrace that man like 
don't be afraid to talk amongst each other and like just approach people because i mean dude that could be your highlight of the day and i'm big about celebrating your wins big or small and for me like you don't gain anything out of that but you gain this like internal peace and like warmth at least i do when engaging with people and having like bright conversations so and you just never know who you're going to meet um life is all about like for me trusting the process and and as long as you stay positive and and keep grinding and and trying to strive going upward uh, you know onwards and upward i mean um life can be a beautiful thing obviously you can go backwards you can fall down but it's all about picking yourself back up and building yourself into a better person that's that's been my experience i just wanted to because uh i think you had a you just the mindset of asking the question you're like oh beef's really good at this i think you're actually really good at it Mm -hmm. um and i think you are overthinking you overthink it too much where you're like because i think a lot of the times like uh and uh g and i talk about this a lot where everybody's every you've got so many different personality you got you're gonna get so many like different person where you just click with one person i don't think 99% 99% of times it's not you're not going to click mm-hmm. but you're going to relate on a conversation so instead of like the feeling like the feeling of like oh my god I asked a dumb question or they, they didn't really respond or they kind of rejected me or or it just wasn't the response that you thought focus on the con the con or like what was said back to you just focus on that because it if you focus on that and you don't focus on what they think about you you're, you're not gonna it won't matter to you anyways because the feeling a lot of times like what what G had said about me is like, you know, I, I, I do I do care what people think of me, like the perception, but at a certain point it's like uh I don't mean to sound like I don't mean to be corny, but like it's like that Doctor Seuss saying, like, the people that mind don't matter and the pe- and the people that matter won't mind. Mm-hmm. And so like my my thought is like he what he brought up about f- the fishing day, like you ask somebody and if they're rude to you, it's like they're never they're gonna be in they're gonna be out in a second in your yeah. life. Yeah. And yeah. so like but if, if they they say something that like where you can feed off of that and you just found a good friend you just never know so my look my look at it is it's like it's so low risk and such high reward every time regardless if you even if you have a five minute conversation they never matter again so my my thing to you though is i think you're really good at uh i think you're actually really good because i've seen you with certain people that you fit better i think we could say the same with coach uh with g and myself is like like I've seen G with certain people and he's good. I would say he's probably the best. And then uh coach is the second best coach. I've never seen anybody not relate to coach, but I do have, I do have my list of people where it just didn't, we didn't click or like, I just, I didn't, there's something about them that I don't want to carry this on. And I've made, I've cut that off yeah. and they're, they're better. But I would say you're really good at uh you have a, you have a skill too. I think, I think maybe you in the moment you feel it, and I want you to. I wanted to bring up that I actually feel that sometimes. I feel that awkwardness, mm-hmm. and yeah, I bet you they do too. Oh, yeah. they, feel a little better. Well, you're yeah. a really good listener too. On top of that, you are. And you're then when you good. talk, like for me, when you talk, yeah, it's more of like, well, honestly, you guys are all kind of like this, but you, like, you're an educator. Like when I listen, when you tell me about certain things, like I listen really well as far as like guns, um, even gaming, streaming. Like you're. I don't think you realize it because, like, you just talk so openly and naturally about it when you open that up to people. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you educate. So maybe people aren't responding back to you in a sense, but they could just be listening. Because yeah. what you have to say is, like, really important, at least as far as, like, whatever that topic is. I so, I mean, I you, so. You relate to certain people, like, mm-hmm. there's also certain people that, like, I there are times when I don't, 
I'm like I could I could carry this conversation for a while, mm-hmm. but you you could keep it going for a long more time. And I've just noticed that in in certain settings, I noticed this with him too, and and with with coaches as well. It just depends on. I think it just depends on the personality of the person, but I. I don't think you give yourself enough credit on your mindset in that moment. Mm-hmm. I think everybody feels that awkwardness, that initial awkwardness. It's how you approach it. My So to answer your icebreaker, my strategy is focus on the person, what they say. If if we're in a kind of a group setting or like a, a couple people, I try to, if I'm with like a person that does, isn't talking, like if mm-hmm. I have a friend like, like you or another friend that we have. That I feel I like have, you've like, done that for me or, like at a work event. I'll make a joke. I'll start like almost using myself as a joke. Or, like, I'll say something that's kind of... Self-deprecating a little bit? I don't know if it's self-deprecating. I will try to, like... Well, I'm just asking, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say self-deprecating is the approach. It's more of... At your I say weird something... I say something weird where I know it's going to be, like, what the heck did he just say? Like, what did that guy just say? And then from there, from there, people kind of chime in. And then we're at a point where we can start talking, you know? Because once people... Cause like whether they they you your facial expressions so ever show everything about you like yeah. they said Jesus said eye contact and that's so true because once they're just like what the heck did that guy just say, <laughs> um, but the thing is what I've noticed is that's that's like me doing that has literally I've had so many experiences where like people just walk away from me, <laughs> and so like but I'm like I they I to, they told me everything I needed to know about them yeah. when I walked away It's like yeah. I don't ever want to know them again because yeah. they didn't if they didn't know me at the them. weirdest <laughs> part of me. They're yeah. gonna know me at the best part of me, you know, and which is kinda, even weirder. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's kind of to go if off. If only those body. people, if only those people what, if, coach? If only those people would have seen some outfits that Beef has rolled out with over the years. Oh, I have going to dinner, a- going on hikes, going to the gym. They're missing oh, out on a lot. Called out. What is this? Yeah. They're yeah. missing out on a lot. Yeah. Those people, like those people, are missing out on so much. <laughs> But, those uh, are honestly those are some of my favorite moments when like we're searching for a sock in the back of his car so we can go lift in the gym at like two in the morning. Oh, that's, that's like. So sweet. But those are those are like the moments. Those are the things that people are missing out though. Like when they don't like engage a conversation. And I think um, uh, G G talked about a big point. Like you, you never know who you're gonna meet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been fortunate enough to run into some very interesting individuals while working at a restaurant setting. Um, like me. One of which. One of which almost, like, almost turned into a job, uh, but also just kind of like meeting people. Then you find out that you have like mutual friends, mm-hmm. or that they know like other they know members of your family, and then it turns into like a regular thing, and it turn and it just turn it like morphs into more than what you probably ever thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I, I back up like a lot of what you guys have said, like especially yeah. about uh, like what G said about nightmare, like like just talking about like. I know that when I, when I talk to him, I know when I talk to you guys too, but like anything that comes back in response is like educated, thought out, and like planned. Thanks, man. So it's like. I think, yeah, this is all, this is, this is great. Like I'm definitely going to be taking this in, you know, and applying it. Uh, one of my, one of my, I'm just going to like tell a little story time real quick. Um, one of my most memorable go for it moments was uh, I was on a hike in Sedona. I think it was Sedona. Yeah. Sedona with uh, beef and our, one of our buddies, uh, Franco. And it was, it was kind of, it was not getting late, but it was like evening. And we didn't know if we were going to get to where we wanted to be at the, uh, get to the end of the hike before 
it was going to be too dark to like walk back or like really dark to walk back. And we were hiking and talking about it. And we heard like a four wheeler coming behind us. And I, I looked back and I kind of joke, like jokingly just put my thumb out like, Hey, Hey, uh, you know, kind of like, Oh, I'm hitchhiking on, on a, yeah. on a, and the guy literally stopped and he literally had four seats. So it was him and, and three other seats. And he's like, do you, do you guys want to ride? And we were like, we kind of were, we kind of were stunned. Like we didn't know if we should take it. And we kind of just, I kind of said, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. And he actually turned out to be uh, a mechanic slash like um, trail towman kind of person. So like he had like a winch on his four wheel, like he had all, all his tools and he gunned it. And was like drifting around corners, nice. and he got us to uh, the is it Devil's Stairway. Is that what what's it called? Bridge. Devil's Bridge. He got us to um, to Devil's Bridge, and it was we got Dude, we nice. got there, and then we got we literally on the hike back. We, we hiked the whole way back, um, but literally we got to the to the car to, to leave, and it was still a little bit of light outside, and there was there was no way it was going to be light outside if we'd done that whole hike, mm. and that was that was kind of a cool like, that was one of my like most memorable like doing something out like outrageous like and, and it kind of having a cool experience and meeting someone new that like i'm not gonna see again but what he does was so interesting and it was so cool that he picked us up for i don't know how many times he's seen someone do that maybe that's his first time but or but for just kind of a, a gag and i got to meet you know a cool person i always try and make a point to uh interact with uber and lyft drivers yeah i if said they, if they don't give me the vibe that they don't want to talk they don't want to talk but most of the time i mean it's it's people with like crazy backgrounds they come from different countries different experience different walks of life mm-hmm. and i love i love talking to uber and lyft drivers if i can mm-hmm. i'm always the guy that like if we're in a group setting i'm always the guy that tries to go in the front seat just this one time yeah. just so i can interact and talk with the person so because you never know who you're going to run to well on that on the four-wheeler I, I jumped in the passenger seat and I, that's how yep. i kind of talked to go. them Talk to him a little bit about like you know how many times do you come up here like is it what kind of cars are usually and he's it's it's really interesting, really fun. That's cool. I think yeah. I think one thing to note about that is uh is uh you were genuine. Mm. So I think uh I think that's a big thing that like uh, to be genuine but also to uh to be a little bit it's a little bit vulnerable vulnerable or mm-hmm. a lot of vulnerable, mm-hmm. but I think you a lot of people including yourself including uh uh you nightmare don't you don't uh give a lot of weight to how uh special of a person you are mm-hmm. and so i think that starts it right there is like you're you should realize that like you're so genuine that like and i think what uh, a genuine conversation with people is taken for granted these days mm-hmm. um and i sometimes i'm more of like you know there are a lot of people where like they're very like like g and uh and coach are about to say his name coach uh, are very good at like making things lighthearted. I'm, you guys know, I'm not the best comedy guy. <laughs> like I, I'm a very intense guy, but I'm very like I know that I bring a genuine side of myself. Like that yeah. is who I am, and yeah. like, and that's what I wanted to say is at that, that moment, you you just doing that little joke. That was a genuine part of nightmare doing a genuine joke of him, and it, it could have been stupid. Yeah, he could have blown. Been, he could have blown right by us, and we would. But that's who you. Hike. And that's who you are, though. Like, and yeah. you can't take that ever away from you. And I think the the right people. That you really, the right people will, will gravitate towards that. Uh, people's own doesn't matter as yeah. long as you're genuine. I think, and I think that genuine part of you is a very special part it's of you. you. I think for everybody here, yeah. actually. Yeah. So mm-hmm. me, yeah, meeting. I think well, the first time I met 
Goichi. It was it was a it was a um, poker night, and I was I don't know if, if I was like having a bad day or something, but I was oh yeah I was self deprecating and I I don't, I don't know I think it came off <laughs> weird, and uh, I'm just I'm glad that I that I I stuck with it and I, I I turned around and like I don't know if it was just a weird day or what it was, but. Um, I've got a couple really, I've got a couple pretty good friends out of it and yeah. definitely having you had a good friend in your corner I'll say that cause, yeah yeah that was an interesting <laughs> night yeah I don't remember <laughs> it I don't remember I, you were sit- I think you were sitting by me or something but Probably. yeah it was an interesting <laughs> night yeah. I could definitely felt like uh you you kind of felt out of place at, at that time yeah. but uh that was one of, that was one of the first real times in a while that I had been in a, a setting where I didn't know anybody other, mm. than, other than Max yeah so. But dude, you handled it well, and then yeah. look, we became we, yeah, friends. We played poker plenty of times. Yeah, yeah, it's so, pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad that I, I, I wanted to come back and meet uh, meet you guys. Yeah. Um, Can I say one more thing? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I one of the things that like I like because I was talking to my uh, friends about this is uh, we have a couple of friends I've met that are like this now. But if I meet a if I meet a friend, I always try to incorporate them back into like my li- my life with my other friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so like these, the gentlemen on here, I've, I believe I've introduced all of you guys to each other. Um, and yeah. I take, I take pride in that because yeah. if you meet somebody that, uh, like really has this like good effect in your life, like mm-hmm. where you almost feel like it's family, like you should incorporate, there should be no need to split them your time, you know? And I look yeah. at it as like, we could all like when I hear that they're hang, uh, when G and uh, Nightmare are playing games or they're they're on Discord or um, uh, Coach and Nightmare are hanging out. I look at it as that like I I carry that as like that that's you a gratifying that bridge, yeah. It's like and that's that's great because like if you can find people that if you know they relate to and then I think I think that uh, I hope I know a lot of people naturally do that, but. Um, in life, like I think that doesn't get done enough, and I always feel like that—that's a big thing. Is like, uh, and it goes back to what G said. Like, you never know who could be in your life yeah, that you I mean, meet. You know? Yeah, because I mean, I could have not taken that bridge that that you offered me, yeah. and then I wouldn't have, you know, maybe maybe I would be just because we've spent so much time together. Like, mm-hmm. he would definitely be incorporated in, but he doesn't have to like like he well, that, like me. <laughs> that's a great point because I remember like yeah. the first time it was like. Uh, because of the first impressions so it goes to show you that like first impressions can be a bad thing Mm -hmm. and then like i you know i just pushed i pushed a little bit more and said no i think i think that was just a bad take and then it's like look where we're at now you know but i think that goes to show you what when expectations is such a thing that we put so much weight on as a as a as a person Mm -hmm. as an individual Mm -hmm. and a lot of times you look at your it's like where your expectations built from and then is it really who you gonna be in the next hour or the next ten years? Yeah. So like you have to ask yourself like is this person? You brought up uh, the Pepto Bismol with your roommate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look at like actions say way more about a person in this life than to me than than uh, some stupid comment. Mm-hmm. And you always like especially when you're mad at that person, you could have an indignant moment or or they may have a bad first impression. Mm-hmm. Like if someone else is, that you know is willing to go to bat for them, that's an action. And that's, that's, that always, it says is like always, um, uh, I guess what I, what I was trying to say out of this is, a uh, is a big thing is, is if you really, is if you continue, um, man, I'm losing my train of thought as I'm talking. I don't know if I'm getting tired or not, <laughs> but, uh, a big thing about me is like the people I'm around, 
I don't have a million friends, but I have the quality of friends and not to sound corny. So when I meet a friend that is really got that like quality aspect of, uh, cause I, I have a philosophy in life that I, I pull from Gail Sayers, who's a Chicago bear. Uh, and he, he wrote a book about this and it's a uh, Brian song. If anyone's ever seen that movie is uh, God is first. My friends and my family are second and I am third. So it takes a lot for me to say that you're above before me. Right. So there's this like, Oh, I, I know you person. I know, like I meet you and we, you can break that icebreaker. But then the moment that they come into that second, like, and mo- it's hard once they, once they're in there, it's really hard for them to leave. Like it, you know, and like there, there's, uh, I bring up, um, I'll bring up coaches and I'll bring up uh, nightmares brother. Like, you know, I don't, they're not like, they're not my best friends, but they're like those that's in that group with me. Your families are in that group with me. And it's like, that's, that's what happens is like, I think when you have, if people treated friendships, like they treated their families all the times, it could make their life a lot better too. Cause you could have people that could really support you and love you, you know, from choice and then also blood and have, have both of those. So I think that's a testament to friendship too, because an example was when, when I met you first off, I wasn't sure how to feel about you or not. I wasn't even sure if you liked me. That was like yeah. one of I my biggest no, concerns. I had no negative thoughts about you guys. I just... Yeah. But he reassured me, you yeah. know. And the other thing was that I recognized was like if he's your best... If you're best friends with this guy, then I could definitely be best friends with you. You know, it just made sense to me. Um, and then the other thing was when I was introducing uh, Beef to my group of friends, uh, like the first night he came over for poker night... I'll never forget, and I'll give you a shout out if you're watching the stream or when you do watch the stream, Con. I'll never forget that he said to me, um, you know, if if you like this guy and he's your good friend, he's like, then I, I don't even have to meet him. I, I like him already. You know, and that's what a real friend is. Like, they don't cast judgment. They support you for what you believe in, who you, who you like. And, like, you, he doesn't... My friend didn't have to like him, right? But he supported him joining us in a poker night mm-hmm. and hanging out and having a good time and guess what I supported your decision he loves him you know yeah. like yeah. they're good buddies mm-hmm. so like that's that's a cool thing about friendship and i always felt like with my friends as long as i support you in being happy that's my main concern you know if if you're happy with whatever you're doing then i gotta support that um you know if you ask for help i'll be there but other than that it's none of my business you know to to butt in if you're if you're happy with life um the other thing is like um Oh, I lost my train of thought right there, real quick. But coffee break, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess like it's just bang. it's just supporting you no matter what. And my biggest thing with friends is as long as you're happy, I'm going to support that at the end of the day. Oh, and honesty. That's a I'm big on that. Like if you ask me, uh, you know, what did I think about this or that? Like I'm going to probably tell you straight. I I won't really sugarcoat it. Um, and that's my wife knows that she can she can vouch for that. That uh, we start when we first started dating. I told her, I'm going to be completely honest with you because I would never consider myself as a true friend or as a true boyfriend, husband, whatever, if I wasn't completely honest with her. So you bring out an outfit and you're trying on multiple, I'm <laughs> going to give you ratings. I'm going to tell you straight up you know what I think. And she appreciates that. She acknowledges that yeah. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything here. I'm just being real. Plus, you want her to look as good as she can. Of course, she. I mean, she looks great all the time, right? So, yeah. Boys, take notes. That's yeah, all I gotta say. Good all the time. <laughs> that was a trap question right there. Oh, uh, that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that blink, blink twice if she has a gun on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, safe man. word is banana. Oh my god. I, okay, I'll, later. Uh, <laughs> the last segment I have for us uh, is explaining your inner nerd or any guilty pleasure you may have. 
And uh, I'm going to pass this one right back to you, G. I want to tell me something inner nerd you have or, or, or guilty pleasure. Something. What, what do you got for me? Inner nerd guilty pleasure. Uh, hmm. I uh, was not ready for this one. Uh, inner nerd guilty pleasure. Honestly, I guess my inner nerd guilty pleasure would be... Man. Chilling on the weekend with my dog and my wife and... In my boxers, just watching morning cartoons on a Saturday morning, uh, or or Price is Right during the week, or uh, uh, Let's Make a Deal. We're big fans of that. Uh, really? Yeah. So That's... sponsorship show, whatever <laughs> you want to put us on there, we're 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 ready for it. But yeah, we we get a kick out of that. I think just being able, my guilty pleasure is really just being able to uh, just you know kick off the shoes and just relax and um, and just enjoy my my early childhood days i guess i always i hope i never lose that inner spirit of uh, of just being a kid and always wanting to be a kid mm-hmm. and letting that come out every now and then yeah. you know so i, I did have a want to follow pass it back to you yeah. i didn't want to follow up on one of your uh definitely um you you don't uh your your nerdness is your um love for the the ducks and oh, okay. I, I love it i love it um <laughs> i don't know if you saw but uh they put um a mighty ducks show on disney plus I did see that, yes. Are you excited? I am not. No? <laughs> I would be excited. I would be... I am not excited about that, but what I would say is um, if they did it in parallel... I'm glad they brought Bombay back, okay? I'm glad about that, but... I have no idea about... I'm... I'm really disappointed in the Anaheim Ducks organization because of the, the leadership and marketing that they've done. Um, if you just take a... a a look at how the Anaheim Ducks, the Mighty Ducks did it back in the day, or how the Golden Knights have done it, you know, thus far being in the, the NHL. I mean, we live in an era of social media, memes, gifts, funny stuff, right? Bring laughter. Memes. And, memes, and, and just uh, challenge social media. And I feel like we just play it safe at the Anaheim Ducks. We want to be professional. We want to be business-like. And that's exactly why they changed the logo. In my opinion, in my research, I've read that that's why they made the sh- the change to the D logo because it looks professional on business people. Who cares about that? We're a hockey team, man. We come from the Mighty Ducks era. There was a movie built after us. There was a cartoon of us. Like, I mean, there's so much there, so much great foundation that they've built that was just destroyed based on that D logo. I mean, my, my thing is if you brought back the old school Mighty Ducks logo and you brought it back in style without – like the the horrible looking teal and purple, you'd have a lot more diehard fans coming back because you think about the old generation like me, or yeah, coming up and being like watching the Anaheim Ducks with my dad, and I'll eventually hopefully have kids with my wife and bringing them up to the Mighty Ducks. Like you're creating multiple eras of a Mighty Ducks uh, team and and uh, royalty pretty much. Like it's just like it's 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 bringing like Disney to hockey you know it's like that disney feeling of of supporting like a character team i think is just something special so i mean to take away like the old school mighty ducks logo or like what i never understood is when you're in the stadium and everyone does a clapping uh chant that's like to get the team hyped right you you energize the team by clapping your hands and they'll literally put it on the monitor like to clap your hands right in coordination but my thing was like maybe it's a copyrights issue but why wouldn't you quack 
in the Anaheim pond or like now it's a Honda Center. Wait, they but don't quack anymore? They don't quack. And I'm quacking, dude. I they don't even have the duck whistles anymore. It's like a duck beak, but you rarely get those. Um and I just I don't understand why they went away from that. Like you have so much animation and play with like the Mighty Ducks and like what they've built over the years. I just can't understand. Like you're sitting on a gold mine, yet you want to stay polit- like professional, you know? For who? Like honestly, fans? I'm sorry. I'm just griping this as a diehard is, wait, fan, yeah, but yeah. Is, I'm also I'm a really diehard. Uh, I love the the franchise, the the movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I won't. I'm not for everybody. I'm not a big hockey fan at all. I don't know anything. <laughs> I have a jersey, but uh, and I'm they're my local team. But I wanted to say because I actually am excited for the the new ser- series because I also think it like it's nostalgia. Um, I also think it brings a new wave of duck fans too. Yeah. I think it's gonna, regardless of whether, as long as they make it fun. Yeah, it's gonna, and I, I think uh, for me, I will say I, I'm a hundred percent on board with it, regardless of how bad it is. It's kind of like how uh, Cobra Kai <laughs> oh, has been. Yeah. Wait, we all but can Cobra agree Kai that Cobra good. Cobra Kai's like horrible acting job yeah. but man you feel like your nostalgia is almost getting yes. like overloaded where and the thing is with, with they brought kid, him back they brought her back they brought him like, the, it's the so connection awesome. with the for, for me the karate kid was nowhere the way it is with uh with the ducks yeah. like d3 i've watched the d3 movie oh, a billion times and as i've gotten older actually it's funny oh, I've, I've, I've appreciated the first one way more yes but man i really loved like when they went to seat in the hall and they had mm-hmm. gotten and it was about i still think the third the d3 is like about life like it doesn't matter about your offense it matters about you know your defense and how you approach life when you don't have the puck and i like that coach the coach that wasn't bombay like <laughs> took so I, i'm excited for the for the new show i wanted to say that it was a humbling experience yeah. that sure. that was exactly what i wanted <laughs> i just i was i was enjoying that rant so good because that is trigger activated. yeah that is definitely the definition of an the inner nerd just yeah. like totally like what is going on here you guys should see me at a live game when they're losing yeah so <laughs> we i i gotta go back to they don't quack they don't quack, and I. Don't, but it's the audience quack and clap at the same time. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's so easy to start yeah. a chant as quacking, you know? Yeah. My uh, uh my cousin Christopher, he um, he and his buddies were like duck, like were duck fans, or are duck fans. But uh, like like ten years ago or something, they uh called like one of like the the post game show for mm-hmm. the ducks. Oh, okay. And they actually got through, and. When they got on on uh, on the phone with with like the show, they would ask them questions, mm-hmm. and they would just quack. Like my, <laughs> my cousin and his friends would just be like, they'd be like quack 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 quack. So like, so what did you think of uh, the goalie tonight? Uh, he he did pretty well. Quack 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 quack. Oh, we had plenty of shots on goal, didn't we? Quack quack quack. And like, I think they still have that recording. It it just cracks me up. I would die the day they tried the flying V. In the NHL. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine, like, one of the guys goes behind the net and says it, like, flying V, right? I've literally, I it, this was, like, the playoff seasons when, like, they got slaughtered a couple years back. And I sat, in, I sat in the stands, and I'll never forget this. This was, like, from the movie Angels in the Outfield, right? Mm-hmm. But, um... Oh, it starts waving? Yeah, yeah. It was quiet. No one was standing up, nothing. They were about to take a face-off near uh, the goaltender's area, and I was right behind the goaltender. And I stood up, and I went like this. I was like, "Bring, where's your passion? You and go- I was yelling at all the players. And they actually looked at me when I was doing it. And people were laughing their asses Did they join you? 
No, no one joined me. Oh, <laughs> was, God, oh that's God. so No rude. one remembered that, I guess. Because I literally was flapping my wings. Oh, I've been on the Jumbotron a couple of times. Oh, I'm do you go on Jumbotron? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, that was Goichi's inner nerd, and it was amazing. Uh, B, what do you what do you got? Do you have any guilty pleasures or your, your inner nerd? So, I got two. I don't think this first one's like anything, but I think we all got this. But uh, I really love watching... Um, these movies that are definitely the target audience is uh, women, but I like these. Mm, okay. Like, and I, I have a list of that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like, Pitch Perfect. I don't know about you guys, but I there's this Dude, feeling. That is a good movie. Yeah, there's the a target feeling. audience was women. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's. Not, I just think I think it was like. Uh, I just like when I watch that, I'm like, man, this. There's something about that movie where no matter how many times I've watched it, it feels like a special experience. Well, Anna Kendrick's a babe, so. And it was just like, it's everything about it. Like, there's so much kind of randomness to it, and it's got a little bit for everybody. But I, I don't know. I always feel like I'm like, man. And there's different styles of comedy mm-hmm. in everybody. The comedy is you really know? what adds to it. Because I'll tell you this. Sound of Music, it destroyed me for any type of musical, like, movies. <laughs> yeah, because it's weird. Because, like, Miss Congeniality is another one. I don't know if you guys ever yeah, saw that. Yeah, I've seen that. That's, I, I could go through a big list here, but... Um, I would say, like, there are movies where every once in a while I need to watch them because there's this excitement. Princess Diaries. And it's weird, the excitement that... No, Princess Diaries is not either. Legally no. Bond. I thought I was thinking Legally Bond when you said that. There's something about Legally Bond for me, too. It's like, I could go through this list, and it's like, I don't know why I feel this, like... There's this, like, a little bit of, like, excitement to watch it. And even, like, I'll say this about, like, a movie like Dumb and Dumber. Like, mm. I loved... I've killed that movie in terms of watching it too much. But I don't get as excited watching Dumb and Dumber now or Tommy Boy as I do when I turn on Pitch Perfect. There's this like weird excitement that I'm like, and it just doesn't die. And I've watched Pitch Perfect a lot. And uh, the other one is like, um, and I think I, I, again, I bring this to my dad is I get excited like cleaning my bathtub. So like cleaning my bathroom is like, um, it's a whole process. Like I, you, I guarantee I have one of the cleanest bathrooms you'll ever see because like, it's not, it's not like one of those experiences where you're like, oh, you know, I, I take like a, I, I sp- spray it down a little bit and I wipe it down. It's like, I'm spending a solid hour in there and you're like, I, I, because my mindset is like, I also want the cleanest experience when I'm going to the bathroom, but also for people that come there, I want them to feel like, man, cause the bathroom says a lot about you without saying anything at all. And it's, but it's like, you go in there for a few seconds and like it i want the smell to be right i want the like the feeling to be right and like there's this cleanliness because every time you use a person's bathroom there's this feeling of like man you don't know it tells you a lot about the person but then you sit there and you're like man is this clean and and it's like i want every time a person steps into my bathroom to feel that way but for me for me stepping in i also want to feel that as a person so i get so excited like it's a lot of work and sometimes it's over uh, exhausting but man like when i'm cleaning that thing i have like bleach or uh, ammonia and i'm literally just cleaning the walls and like and i'm going to town on it and man when i shower in that thing like right after i take a bath and i love taking baths for for the audience here because baths are like i i think there's only like i i i don't know it's a serial killer stat but it's like definitely Oh, were you gonna say? I was gonna say, uh, everyone think about that. Beef naked in, in the in the bathtub. Yeah, that's quite an image. Yeah. Quite an image. But I love like. How many candles do you use? I do not use. I'm not a candle guy. I what I do is I love. I know this is kind of weird, but I love having coffee every morning in the bath. Like I love. I'll drink a. I won't say what I like. Yeah, I love like I have a, we have a we have a hazelnut uh, that we love from Keurig that will uh, it's from that we get from Amazon man like. 
but there's just something peaceful. But anyways, the I think those cl- two cleanliest. I, I'm sure no one has anything to add to both of those. I had a bath this weekend with in the uh, like the jet. They have jets in the hotel. Oh, jacuzzi oh my baths. God. Yeah, I wanted jacuzzi baths so. Bad. I wish we had that, but you know, Irvine Company's <laughs> got to bring it up a little bit here. <laughs> it's too- All right, that was a good one. Yeah, Coach, what do you got? Give me your guilty pleasure. Uh, I've got a I've got a guilty pleasure and an inner nerd thing, I guess. Um, so I actually just started because uh, I just I either remembered or just found out that they put like the I, I honestly I don't even remember like going back this far how many episodes there were or how long it aired or if they're missing anything when they put it on Netflix. But the original Pokemon. Oh my god. Uh, used to, I used horns. to never, I used to never be able to really watch that after school, Dude. because um, like school would get out and uh, both my parents worked full time, so like it wasn't very often, if ever really, that I was like I went home like right after school. I was much like daycare afterwards, mm-hmm. and then like my dad would normally get off. I think I mean for whatever time, like whether he'd pick me up at five or five thirty, or someone would kind of get me at by six or something like that. Um, but I was never able to, I wasn't very often able to, like, go to a friend's house or go to my grandparents' house by, like, 3.30 or 3 o'clock and, like, be able to sit in front and watch the show. But every once in a while I caught it. But, yeah, Netflix put, like, the original episodes on there. And I don't know how many, I forgot how many there are, but I started watching them. And uh, I was really liking that because it's, like, when Ash chooses Pikachu and... You know, then he gets like Squirtle and Bulbasaur and Charmander, which Charmander's my boy. Um, so it's like all that stuff, and it was great. How original? Um, what'd you say? <laughs> I said how original. Everyone loves yeah. Charizard. Yeah, it's like. Excuse me, I'm uh, a Blastoise Char- guy. So. Is that a yeah, bold yeah, statement? Yeah, yeah Venus. Venus <laughs> is always the odd man out. <laughs> What's the one that in Super Smash Brothers goes side to side or bounce? Like you open the Pokeball and it's like it just does this. Oh, like, Goldine. Yeah, if you had taken that, then I would have been <laughs> yeah. like, oh, he's a or Magic Carp. <laughs> oh god, Magic. Yeah, I went to the Elite Four with my Magic Seven. So, dude, something about Pokemon, man, it just made you feel good inside. It like, did. I used to have the cards with my buddy, uh, with yeah. one of my best friends growing up, like when we were like, you know, under the age of eight. Um, we'd spend the time we'd get Pokemon cards to go to the card shop and stuff. Back when like going to the card shops was like yeah. a big thing. Yeah. yeah. I went to uh, Toys R Us for mine. I went to a place called Wampaku um, to pick up Japanese cards. Biggest mistake. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably all my uh, my inner nerd is that big. one, but then my guilty pleasure is uh is like history history facts. And, like, just, like, information on, like, historical things. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, obviously I'm wearing a shirt tonight that says 1776 United, but it's, uh, like, literally, like, American history is just, like, one of those things for me that, like, I, I like, love to read about, like, little things like fights or, like, just, like, facts about how things were created and when. Like, obviously we started this group and we had to do, we did a little history check on, you know, the Junto Club or the Leather Apron Club uh, from Ben Franklin. So it's like we had to like I like I like enjoyed reading some stuff from that and like finding out things about like how this got started and then just like little things like little random history facts, especially like World like World 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 War Two stuff is like a big thing too. So, uh, same with uh, World War One, um, but it can really like do about the anything. zombies fought the Nazis. Yeah, it can be a little bit of anything. Like even like baseball history. Baseball history is a big thing for me too. Like that's a 
that's a guilty pleasure. I just like enjoy reading about how like certain players got to certain teams, what it was like in that life, uh, you know, like how guys were, how teams maybe got to where they are now, like where they've come from. So, have you ever watched? Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched Ken Burns. Anything Ken Burns? Ken Burns. Yeah, I, I've seen some stuff. Ken, Ken, Burns. Burn, Ken Burns baseball thing is like the most vetted, in depth thing yeah. where you're getting stats. It's like yeah. it's like if Vince Scully had a had a uh, a bloodline. Like Ken Burns <laughs> is truly his like like where you just all these random stats. It, but Ken Burns doesn't just do baseball. He does history. He does all yeah. these random history. So it almost is to a point where you're just like, damn, like you're getting overloaded with all these facts. Facts. But you're there's a part of you where you're like, I you just Ken Burns is his own like you just trust that he He's that right. there's some factual evidence behind this. But I but Ken Burns the baseball thing is what, like eight episodes? Or it's some eight episodes About. for like one hour. So you're listening to the yeah. history of baseball for like I mean it, it's definitely one of those things where you're like, I'll do it. But I think it, uh, I wanted to add, uh, talk about, or I wanted to add to what uh, Coach said because I think the more we see a repetition in like movies, like, like take for instance, what came out a couple of days ago is Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. You're seeing things get like played out so much. Uh, yeah. Even my, my father, who I referenced multiple times in this episode, uh, has a thirst for knowledge and history uh, for a lot of, uh, for himself as a decision maker. But also that you think about, if you look at, like, we're going forward, we're only just going to regurgitate a lot of the same concepts over and over and over. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to get original concept in a movie or in a show anymore. Mm-hmm. So history is actually the most original because it was the first. And yeah. so, and it's hard to hear it or read it or, but I, I'm with the coach on that. I think it's like, it's fun when you know about, I, I think like when you get a moment where you're like, man, I never knew that. You're like, you have a, hit, a part of history where you're like, or I didn't know that about. That's why I love like, Snapple caps. Yes, yeah, yeah, those little lenses. <laughs> not, I, I, not, not, yeah. I just had one the other day at my dad's. And I was like, the best thing I was, the, the one thing I was looking forward to was popping open that cap and seeing the fact. And it said something to the extent of like, uh, two full moons in the same month. Blue the moon. second one counts as a blue moon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never fucking knew that. You didn't know that? I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. And so, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I had no idea either. So I love the beer. Oh, you didn't know? I yeah, love the No. Oh, See, there's a lot of, but there's a lot yeah. of things where I bet you if we went just up through a circle. Yeah, probably. Like where we're it's like. the same uh, ones. No, right. like if you knew, I bet you there's a lot of facts oh, that you yeah. know where you're like. We should Whoa. do a Snapple fact day. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. Just bring your own Snapple facts. I need to drink more Snapple now. Yeah, exactly. It's not good for me. I need to go buy $100 worth of Snapple. Snapple. Yeah. Snapple. I'll be the smartest yeah. man alive. I wish they could bring Snapple. Bring back the glass the glass, uh, it's like bottles. That, uh, they, that? Do, they still have them. They still well, have my them? dad has them still. What's that like? Uh, is it Grubhub or whatever? They're like, Snap. It's like where it's like tacos. Where? Oh, like, that's a. Uh, um, it's not Grubhub. It's, no, it's, uh, it's not Uber Eats. Postmates. Postmates. Yeah, they're like Snapple. This car is going to be so great. Yeah, Snapple. Yeah. The shifter is Snapple and it's so. Smooth when you snapple. Snapple, yeah. Snapple, snapple, yeah, snapple. You, you did good on that. I was, yeah. I, I was struggling to come up with that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, so I guess um, we'll uh, cap it off right now with, with my inner nerd. And I feel like in my guilty pleasure, I'll, I'll start guilty pleasure because that's fast. Um, I I really love bluegrass music. Mm, and it's super that's so funny because I've been getting into that. Yeah. Did you notice that? Or that yeah, was I noticed that? On, yeah, I noticed on it. Yeah, I was I've been like, listening to a lot. Lately. I heard, I heard Doolin banjos. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, you said that in the car. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't catch you yeah. say that. Yeah. 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 Well, you guys were talking. Um, but I, I love bluegrass music. I love mm-hmm. the banjo. And there's <laughs> something about it that is it. It's not. 
it's just so calming and so dude it's weird I, you literally just i'm literally hearing what he just told me like, about, yeah, about on our walk yeah. up oh, to wow. the car i did i will say it, it took a, a person to kind of jolt that mindset mm-hmm. um not is a different different friend but mm-hmm. but yeah i i told him i'm I, totally with you yeah on that. i love yeah it's just the just hearing a banjo like just a, a riff it just it's it's just so exciting. I don't know. It just gets me going. And, and my inner nerd is so, it's, so, that's one of my few things that I'm so diverse with is like my, I dabble in all of these little nerd cultures, like uh, uh, fantasy, I'm fantasy sports. I love sports. I'm, I'm a jock in that, in that, in that sense. D&D. Uh, D&D. Then, that's, then I go, that, that, then I yeah. go Dungeons and Dragons, and then I would never guess that. And then years vid- video games, you know, video games. Mm-hmm. I I watch anime, you know. That's there you go. There's yeah. another one. I I'm yeah. I'm just have my toes dipped in so many like nerd little nerd cultures. I You're just a chess love, guy. Huh? I consider you a chess guy. Chess. I I, I like chess. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like. Is it's it really so, inner anymore? That's huh? the question. Is it really inner at this point? Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. Yeah. Like, I am like, not really. It's it's yeah, I don't really have an inner like, nerd. I just have. Yeah. I'm a nerd. (laughs) I'm just pretty much, I'm, I'm, I am in everything. I I find all those little cultures really fun and interesting and I enjoy being in them and I love their inner jokes and their memes. Gun, uh, gun culture. I'm, that's, that's another little inner nerd like that to know like about guns to Mm -hmm. an extent you need to be kind of nerdy. That's kind of like, my like I, that my inner nerd is my nerd is is me that that's kind of like that you kind of brought that out just now i'm kind of thinking about it my my inner nerd is me yeah so i think what's interesting is like, like the t-shirt I, right there yeah as we get older too like uh, if you think about like every it what defines that that word nerd anyways because yeah. like it's kind of like to me is like like Dungeons and Dragons is a great example of like when you hear that as a kid, you're like, oh my god, that person's a nerd. Like you, that that st- So you ask yourself if you reverse that, who created that stigma? Technology, and, technology changed it. Yeah, I think I think it's sure changing changed it, yeah. the way that those. If anything, I think, in my opinion, from how I've seen it now, is actually respect more about people that are into those things because those are true hobbies of genuinity where they weren't guided by, they weren't guided by like. Image or perception, yeah, perception. They were guided by what sounded fun to them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think about when I was a kid, I loved playing uh, ball wall, not not handball because I played that too, but mm-hmm. uh, the kickball uh, ball wall. And I remember when I was a kid and I went to this grade school, all the cool kids played like basketball and football, mm-hmm. and ball wall to me was like was so- all the the kids that in my mind were not the cool kids. But I will not lie, like I had the most fun doing that, and I don't regret that ever any day of my life. Like, and mm-hmm. I think about. It's kind of sad how much I've, in life, I've gone of what I cared about perception-wise. Mm-hmm. So I, I respect that from what I was, my point of bringing that up to you is that, like, being able to follow a passion that is because you're passionate about it. I don't think that, I think that whole, I think whatever that stigma of nerd is, it doesn't matter. Because I think if you're passionate about technology now and you're su- successful at it, you know, you're like Elon mm-hmm. Musk now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, is he really Nerds weren't the cool yeah. thing to date back in the day. And yeah. now it's like, nerds rule the world. And yeah. even growing up as a kid, some of the nerds would even say, like, like the really smart nerds, like book nerds, they would even say, eventually, we're going to be your bosses. Like, yeah. we're going to run the world. So I they knew. But the other thing, too, was like, definitely, like, the, uh, 
the the pressure the peer pressure of like be, going to high school right and like honestly if you're into computers or video games on a computer that was considered nerdy like back in the doom days and stuff like that mm-hmm. um you were considered a nerd if you played pc games versus going out playing sports so my buddies and i i was part i was mainly i guess you i was a misfit but i was more of like skater surfer crew um just hung out with people that like that type of stuff billabong and all that back in the day but for us whenever we wanted to go to the pc cafe down the street from our high school we would use code words so no one knew what we were talking about so we were like hey you playing uh baseball after after school and we knew what that meant to each other Hmm. was are you going to the pc center later and like that's what we used all the time as kids growing up because we didn't want to be judged you know as like we're we're considered nerds and i don't know people would bully you on that so yeah it's interesting growing up in different eras and seeing how technology has made being a nerd more accepted or if anything uh that's what people are driven to be one day you know is yeah they want to be a nerd it's so being a nerd is like it's it, it can have different meanings too mm-hmm. like i'm a nerd like totally i'm different. a nerd about sports like i'm really into stats and fantasy yeah. and mm-hmm. and you know the idea of being able to build your own team and oh this you know my team's playing this weekend do you think that's just, knowledge to yeah, an I extent, think, yeah. how useful like, it is, it, yeah. it, it's to the degree of how much you 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 uh, you pursue it. You know, if some if I really want to go into daily fantasy or high stakes season long games, then that knowledge is gonna is probably not. But the problem, the knowledge I have now is probably not up to par. Like those are bigger nerds than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, with you know, not something that's not nerd culture, but like guns. I, I enjoy uh, watching videos about guns I'll probably never even own, uh, how they work, and like, and what 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 caliber it shoots. And well, I didn't know that. Like, you know, they make the scar seven, the scar, uh, the FN scar. They make it in so many multiple calibers. It like that stuff's really cool to me, and that that I, I enjoy uh, diving into those uh, those niches and being 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 niche. Like growing up, it it definitely doesn't. It, it makes you feel like you're doing something um, not good. Like, uh, if that makes sense. Like, oh, not everyone's into this. Should, should I be into this? But, you know, just mm-hmm. be, do it, you know. To, you know, do what makes you happy as long as you're not hurting anybody. Yeah, because that's how I feel about, like, uh, like hiking. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people don't like to do that. You know, and so it's like, but I could also point out something that each one of you guys does that you're passionate about that I most people wouldn't. Uh, mm-hmm. the general pop wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't like enjoy doing mm-hmm. that's kind of the funny part is so we ask questioning like that even where does that word nerd come from and I'm sure there's a definition but even the negative connotations built by a, a societal yeah. construct yeah. that existed long ago and to G's point about how it's moving I, I look at like the reason why one of the reasons why I also think technology is advancing so or I'm sorry not technology it's advancing but how the perceptions changing for kids mm-hmm. is gaming right you yeah. could become you don't have to risk your life, your health, anything about anything to become a gamer. Unless you live in South Korea. They run those kids to death. Okay, <laughs> shout out to them. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, but we look at like how gaming now, you can earn more money gaming and yeah. never lose anything and versus being a baseball player. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. it's incentivized. Well, you can be really successful in the gamer. And even parents. Imagine our parents were like, Oh, my parents were highly against it. My mom. They my never parents, believed it. My parents actually, yeah, they, they've like told me they're like we not not feel bad but we we wonder like if we had not if we hadn't uh stimulated that 
video game passion in you where you were you know oh that, that would have led yeah, to something because like, yeah. how, how big like streamers and really good gamers like shroud are like well shroud. i remember your brother of minecraft remember mm-hmm. yeah. he was really into that game and i he makes you wonder where his i don't want to go too much into yeah. him but his career is. yeah was, you can say he's, he's an engineer engineer so. and it's like i, I always wonder like like because people with legos and the development he was that. totally into legos yeah it's bionicles like, he you know he I don't know how how often he would uh, stick to the stick to the instructions. That's how I got into the technology industry. Like I knew about computers, but my brother and I also knew people in the computer industry at an early age. So that's how we got our in into technology. Mm-hmm. Is we we're already we already knew every the ins and outs of computers, building our own PCs, and then like having that network of friends that were brought up in the PC world from their parents, mm-hmm. and that's how we built our connections. And my dad even said later on as we grew older. Um, he's like, man, I'm so glad you kids didn't listen to me about getting off your, your computers. <laughs> so, well, it just goes to crazy. show you as taking from our parents. And it's not about, it's what they came from. Mm-hmm. So you can't really yeah, you empathize can't with them. Yeah. But also, how, we should look at, you know, when we have children, yep. what, like, not, like, our kids. Just because we're kids, older doesn't mean we're necessarily wiser. Yeah. We know, yeah, we know what's what the best the path goes. for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and also being fearful. We need to watch this video when we have kids, by the way. Yeah, yeah. as a regard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> being fearful often of what, being fearful of what can come. Because there, there's yeah, definitely a, like, where are you getting... Okay. Like your child failing and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it's like so much of like, but like I, you see like all the art, some of the best artists in the world that like are painters like the success to do that is probably very like to become as real but but like you just don't know if your kids their kid might be it and even if he's not or she's not and she's happy with mm-hmm. that that's really what matters that passion Dude. to love something that's is like my brother with art well that's the yeah. famous thing i think it's vincent van gogh is he i think it's van gogh he uh he didn't become famous until after he died yeah exactly and it's like so it's like that's was it, the, was it van gogh or picasso i think a lot of them are that way though it's well, like the, yeah. the value of yeah. their paintings go up but like when he was like when one one of those guys Van Gogh or Picasso he was he was painting but like nothing ever you know re, he didn't sell a lot of paintings mm-hmm. he, it wasn't appreciated and then mm-hmm. he died and then the uh, the interest went up and like times changed, changed. yeah and yeah. perceived it differently exactly. that's because now yeah. what do you, I mean you considered that art back in the day right now art could be a lot of different things man yeah it's a banana taped to a wall yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wasn't going that route, but that, even that was a thing. That was a even thing. meme and gifts. I yeah. love meme and gifts, and when people create certain gifts, I'm just like, thank you for being probably unemployed and having like so much talent to create such a good gift. You know, like I need, you know yeah. that the banana taped to a wall was an actual well, yeah I know. exhibit. Okay, cool. Yes. I need it. I've seen the exhibit, like the picture with it actually on the wall. Oh, it's man. insane. I've seen some cool like uh, you and I went to. Did we? Were you with me when we went to the Millennium Room? Yeah. You have to admit that's one of the oh, coolest yeah, that's modern. Cool. Yeah. There's a lot. There's some stuff where you're like, but it makes re- you wonder. The rest of the, the rest of the road I didn't get. I, I just there are certain parts where I was like, this is interesting, but I wouldn't like. I understand the goal. But I think I it's, that's what's cool. It's subjective. Yeah. yeah, I think it's subjective. Well, you look the platforms at, you have to to advertise your art, like that's why I told my brother, who uh, he's a stri- he's a striving artist too, very talented. And he he was always deterred to be an artist. That was always his goal in life. And my parents, I would just say my parents. My parents pretty much told him like, you're not going to make a good living out of that. We don't want you to pursue that. And I think for him, like that broke him pretty much because at that moment he just he didn't know what he wanted to be, where he should go, and he had no answers at that point. Had he just focused on being an artist and and focused on his craft, mm-hmm. who knows? He could be the next Picasso, Van Gogh. We don't know. 
But uh, that's why I told him, I said, you know what? You're still here on this planet breathing and living and doing what you want to do. I said, just go at it. It's you tough know? for your Pursue parents. Pursue it. It's tough for your parents, too, because if you think about, like, it's as catch tw- it's kind of a double it all comes sword. out of love from parents no matter what yeah because like they just you, want the best for you yeah well it's like that's the thing is like it's like it, you know you tell, tell your brother if you believe in him so whole, like almost blindly that he can do whatever he wants like be, art, be an artist yeah is that true love or is it also you want him to survive in a certain way and you push on you have to you have to be practical and real for me you know, it's kind of interesting it's I like, thought it's about a, this for yeah. kids like when I have kids and I think for me is I'm going to push them to do whatever they want to do in their dreams. If they, I know this is like crazy to say, and it, maybe it could change when I do actually have kids, but I hope for me at least, and I've talked about this to my wife, is if our kids have a dream, I'm going to do whatever I can in my power to support that dream. And I don't care what direction or what it's going to be, but if that brings them happiness and that fulfills them in their soul, I'm going to help them pursue that dream. I don't care. I'm going to do it. So, Because I just... I mean, I came from a world where I worked my ass off as a kid. I'd stress my... I'm surprised I haven't had a stroke or heart attack. Because as a kid growing up, I would always stress. I was the what-if kid. People at school called me the what-if kid. Because I was always stressing about, what if this happened? What if that happened? And I always put the pressure on me versus my parents pressuring me. Like, my mom would tell me in junior high... uh, Oh, no, when I'm a junior high school student, she's like, go out and party with your friends. Like, you're here at a Friday night staying after school to get tutored. So you can get good grades. Like, what? Like, why are you doing that? Like, you should just be enjoying life. And I regret it, man. You know. But at the same time, um, it, it is a bit of regret. But at the same time, I appreciate it because it's a learning experience for me. And to 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 take something in to uh, you know to show my kids that like I've been down that route and now I'm open minded about this process. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't come from a, a college background. I don't have a degree. I have a high school diploma. Yet I have a successful job. And even my wife today, you know, she she acknowledges that she has a, a, a degree in, in business marketing. And yet, you know, I'm I'm a lot more successful as far as financially than her. And it impresses her. She's like, you know, and it shows her that, you know, it, you don't have to do the, the typical route of like you get good grades in school, you go to college and you land a good job. That was how it was back in the day. But it's not like that anymore, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm a true believer in like hopefully, you know, my kid as long as it's not like a stripper or something like that you know like i'm going to support my kids dreams as best as i can uh, but it, i i draw the hey, line at taxes too. i'm not taking that away from anyone else like you do your theme boo but yeah. my kids i'd like them to pursue a different avenue of entertainment if they can oh, <laughs> only fans, yeah, only fans. <laughs> that just stumbling onto your own kids only fans some parent has definitely God, done that. you can only stumble if you have an only fans so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god can you oh god all right we're gonna let's, we're gonna wrap it up on that note uh this is a great episode love hanging with you guys uh coach signing off uh good to see you guys um talk to you guys next week thank you for joining us tonight you can catch us live on fridays at 9 p.m eastern standard time on twitch at long live junto And just in case you missed the live stream on Twitch, you can check the full video podcast on YouTube, also at Long Live Junto. If you liked our segments today and you want to add to that segment, you can comment and like our YouTube and uh, on Reddit. Thanks from all of us at Long Live Junto.